Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Forgive and Forget. My name is Hal Sadie, a.k.a. Halu, and this is the show where I'll talk about the stuff that, whatever, because this week is a little different, guys. We have a guest on the podcast this week. His name is Alex Olinger. He's a fantastic comedian, and I have to address a few things that happened on the podcast. Uh, well, about 20 minutes in, the video just started, well, it died pretty much, like kaput, like I don't know what happened. The divine power of the Lord, I don't know, guys, but that's what happened. So we got video for 20 minutes for a two and a half hour podcast. So take what you will, you know, but uh, I had a great time. I hope Alex had a great time as well. I, I was laughing throughout. He's a really funny guy. And uh, also, if uh, if you want to follow Alex and and his online escapades, he is at Alex Olinger Comedy on Instagram. Okay, uh, he, the link is on the page description, and I'll probably on the YouTube thing. I'll put the little Chiron or whatever that's called. Yeah, you you can see it there. Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I have uh, my friend here, Alex Olinger. He is a comedian. And all around, good guy. Welcome, Alex, to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to have you, man. Great I uh, I like coming here because yeah. you could tell when I walked in, I was like, "This is a man who has a job. <laughs> this is there's a there's a woman here. Yeah. You know, there's there's a Roomba. <laughs> it's like this man's got his shit together. <laughs> Seen a lot of bad houses. Yeah. You know what I mean. I you, you got it. You got you got water, you got cups. <laughs> I mean, it's, some people don't have that. I respect you for. I mean, AC is working. That TV is, I think, taller than me. <laughs> it's a bigger TV than me. This is this is good, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you know, water is kind of necessary. So I'm glad I have that. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I there was um. I lived with a guy who. Well, I didn't live with him. He was my my buddy. I visit there frequently, and he used he used to sell weave, <laughs> and their water got cut off because the two roommates wouldn't pay rent. Oh shit! So they literally had a um a giant outside like wheel trash can full of water oh, that they like used to flush the toilet. It was like <coughs> third world country. Damn, stuff. dude, where so, was that? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah so none of the this wasn't like a common thing yeah it's not like that happens in north carolina yeah, that's just it was guys. their fault <laughs> for sure the neighbors had water they just didn't they yeah just, so it's nice to come in you know yeah. everything's clean yeah i appreciate it <laughs> there's, no, like, there's no evil in the walls here yeah yeah i'm trying I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep the evil out, man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Keep it away. <laughs> so you said uh, you grew up in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how was that? It was a. Uh, I describe Raleigh, North Carolina, as like living in a Weezer song. Okay. Because <laughs> you're like. <laughs> okay. Because it's like, is this good? Is it bad? Yeah. I kind of like this, but I kind of don't. Yeah. It's one of the most mediocre places. <laughs> Like it just—it's safe, but there's a little danger. Yeah. Like anything you can think of. Yeah. You know, it's like we would just, me and my friends would kind of, like when I was really slacking off and drinking mm -hmm. and just hanging out with like local characters, we would just go 
to the coffee shop for like five hours a day. Just, ha- just hang. Just out hang. There? It was a great time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's like medium size too. There's, it's the most <laughs> average place in America. You come and you're like, all right, this is just is right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. How, how many people live there? Uh, f- when I was there, it was like, it was like 500,000. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's that, not, that's, that's, it's not, that's, that's a decent size. Right. It's like, but it's very spread out. Okay. So it's like a small downtown and then a lot of pockets of suburbs and like smaller okay. towns and kind of like cities mm-hmm. around it. Okay. Like, so I grew up in Costa Rica and it's like a very tiny country. Like, right. I think it's what, maybe a little bit bigger than Rhode Island or something like that, but right. But it's very tiny. The population is like four to five million. But like right. the, the city where I grew up, I grew up in like the suburbs of the city. Right. And there's like a million people there. So it still feels kind of like a big city in a way. But at the okay. same time, not not really. So I guess I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Right. Well, it's just like it's. uh. That's what I'm saying. It's so average because, you know, there's people there, but yeah. like nothing nothing's happening is happening <laughs> in any regard yeah like everything that you have in another city is there mm-hmm. it's just just not not just not as toned good. down a little <laughs> bit you know what i mean like there's like you got all the people you got like uh you got the degenerates and like punks and like rich people mm. and they're all just kind of on a yeah. even keel okay it's not like down here where it's just, um, it's, I don't know if Austin was always this insane or crazy, mm-hmm. but it feels like it's just been taken over by yeah, kind of like bros who want to party. Yeah, I, I can see that. Australians for some reason. I can see that, yeah. You know, it's not, it feels like it's it's operating on a lo- like a slower frequency. It's yeah. a good place to be a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I like that, like having that slow frequency as a kid, because that gives the kid a little more imagination, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you get some space, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, the neighborhood I grew up in was nice, but what was really great about it was there was like six uh, boys my age Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Okay. So it was essentially every day after school or on the weekends, like, you would... It was the classic. We would just go door to door, mm-hmm. and you just assemble a crew okay. for the day. That's and awesome. it was, like... Yeah, it was, like, a lot of woods there, and behind the woods was a NC State vet school. They had, like, cow fields. Mm-hmm. You Do know you go I mean? cow tipping or anything like that? Uh, we didn't push them over, you know. We, uh, we lit a lot of stuff on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Our hobby was we'd go in and find old dead trees and okay. knock them down really yeah which we almost got hurt a couple times yeah, i can do th- those are even though they're dead they're still probably very grounded in there yeah they're also like heavy yeah. and a tree you know so, so so was it like a full tree i'm, I'm thinking yeah, like about like a stump or something no, like, no, like some of them were like full trees oh like shit. i remember my buddy <laughs> like walked up one time and was shaking this old dead tree and the tree didn't fall over, but the top broke off. Oh, no. In like a seven or eight foot piece of tree oh. came straight down. 
and landed like between his arms. Wow. So it was like six inches away from just taking him out oh, of the head. Oh, shit, yeah. dude. But that's that's good kid fun. Yeah. Gotta have a little danger. Oh, yeah, you need a little bit of that, yeah, man. If, like one, if none of your friends get like a tetanus shot growing up, <laughs> like someone's got to get seriously Something. injured yeah. for it to be a good time. Yeah. At least once. You need some sort of danger to actually have a... I don't know. I feel like... To have a child. Yeah. To grow up and have... You need like an injury or two. Yeah. I feel like kids don't have... I don't want to get in a rant about kids these days or anything like that. Oh, but let's do it. Let's you, th- got the, <laughs> you got the couch and the two dogs. <laughs> you're living You're living out here in, in Buda, Texas. You yeah. got the 55-inch TV. I'd say it's time to rant, buddy. You got the fucking Cabela's grill out yeah. back? Let's fucking go Let's for fucking it. Let's fucking go, bro. <laughs> these, these kids don't know about shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does seem like they don't have uh they don't have enough adventure. Yeah. And um it it's dude, I, I feel like when I was a kid, way back when, you know? Yeah. We would just do anything. Like right. my they mom just let them out. Yeah, my mom just like left me alone at home and just all right, don't don't burn the house down. Yeah, that's what my mom did. She would like my my mom and my friend's mom, one of my best friends growing up. I guess they were talking amongst themselves, but they both started doing this thing where they were like they'd put us outside because mm-hmm. we just wanted to play Grand Theft Auto all day. I remember that game specifically. We yeah. just wanted to play it all day, so they would kick us outside. And they'd lock the door and they'd be like, you can't come back until streetlights are on. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so we just go, like, adventuring, get into crazy shit. Yeah, kids would get hurt. My buddy had, like, a playground in his backyard with this uh, swing set and a slide. Mm -hmm. And he was goofing off one day. And he was trying to, like, run up the slide. And there was a bunch of snow on the ground. And there was snow on the slide. And he slipped and went, like, he slipped forward and hit his face on the slide and just knocked his front oh, tooth shit. in half. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, it was man. one year it, it iced really bad. Mm-hmm. One side of our neighbor, our neighborhood had like the street I was on ran. It was one long street, but the neighborhood is actually on like sort of like a hill area. So we were on like the bottom street and the rest of the neighborhood would run up. So the one side, everybody's houses on one side had, like really steep driveways mm. and then everybody's yards on the other side were like st- like the yards were hills and it all iced over i was in one of those like saucer sleds yeah and i was sledding down the hill and went up accidentally into my buddy's side yard and went down and there was like this groove kind of in the grass's divot and for some reason, I spun around backwards, and his neighbors had a fence that jutted out oh, like no. 90 degrees. I swear on my life, <laughs> I, I went down and got caught perfectly in the groove in the corner of the fence. <laughs> I hit it between my ass cheeks. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> so it was like, I slid and I was like, oh, God. I went around backwards <laughs> and right into the corner, like the pocket of my ass. Oh, no, the dude. The corner of this, yeah. And dude. I had a giant bruise and it fucked me up. Damn, dude. A couple kids on sleds like went and like got stuck under cars. 
yeah, it was it was a wild time. Dude, that sounds like a lot of fun though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it was great. Kids were getting hurt. They're dropping like flies. People were getting like ice snowballs to the yeah. face and having to go home. Or a kid got hit with a golf ball really hard in the hand. Oh had, no! He had to ice it. <laughs> My brothers almost burned the woods down. That was a classic. Damn, dude. Yeah, we we were partying. Like, <laughs> fuck TikTok, dude. You got no, weird nightmares. Oh man. I'm kind of glad we didn't record that sort of shit, though, because dude, no, that is. Well, that's it's got to be why the kids are so nervous now. Yeah, all the time. Everything's uh, on a phone now. Everything's on a phone. Someone's gonna film you humiliating yourself. Yeah, you know, but we didn't record anything. I mean, you'd get humiliated, but not by the entire world. Just like you know, your neighbors or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you should be humiliated for like ten people. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a, good a good number. Good amount. Yeah, because you remember when you were a kid and like how severe embarrassment is yeah and think about that if you feel like it's on a world scale oh no <laughs> you'd absolutely lose your mind yeah dude i i still feel like severe embarrassment but i'm not gonna do that just it's gonna be so embarrassing i'm, I'm gonna skip that part you know yeah yeah that still that still happens oh for sure dude i remember uh when i was young i in like fourth grade and i still remember this this mm-hmm. is how embarrassing this was and it was such a petty thing, but to kids, it was a huge deal. I went to the bathroom, and I kind of, like, spaced out or something, mm-hmm. and I took the girl's bathroom pass okay, and just went to the bathroom <laughs> with the girl's bathroom pass. <laughs> and then I got back, and, like, a girl was waiting to go to the bathroom because mm-hmm. I had taken the pass. Yeah. I remember getting back to the room, and everybody, like, just locked on me. Oh, really? The girl's bathroom pass, and everybody just, like, burst out. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. Would <laughs> you do that on Twitter? Yeah. Someone's, like, bullying you. Yeah. Oh, man, that's... You You said you have brothers? Two little brothers. Two little yeah. brothers? So you're, you're the big boy? Mm-hmm. Oldest brother. How... What, what's it like? I'm the youngest. What's it like being the oldest? <sighs> it's kind of fun. Because I'm, like, the guinea pig yeah. kid. So, like, I'm the one who did, like, all the drugs, got caught doing <laughs> everything. And I also, like, tormented the shit out of my brothers. That's the way to go. Yeah, you got to give them, you got you to gotta put them in check. Sauce them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a little bit of that with my brother. Um, so I have two sisters and a brother. And for the most, my sisters were, like, really nice to me like they showered me with like they babied me pretty much oh yeah yeah because you were the youngest yeah, yeah but my brother attention yeah but my brother like even though we we would get along a lot we would fight a lot too and he just like knew how to push those buttons oh man. dude yeah my younger brother knew like we actually we were roommates for a year mm-hmm. and it was really great but we just like fought all the time growing up mm-hmm. but i think it was like like now, in retrospect, we both understand what the dynamic was. Yeah. Where he was like, "Yeah, I was kind of annoying." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'm sorry for being an asshole." <laughs> but it was like two like kind of tightly wound personalities mm-hmm. that just didn't complement each other. Yeah. And it was like constant. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, my mom actually got a minivan. So she could put each of us in a different row so we wouldn't <laughs> sit next to each other. Because if we sat next to each other, just we'd like just be, like, <laughs> beating the shit out of each other. Or oh, like, man. Okay. Like, fighting or, like, yelling. Yeah, we uh we went pretty hard. 
She knew her stuff, though. She's like, I'm not going to put these kids in the yeah, same. Yeah, she's like, I need a new car. <laughs> We're getting them all separate rows. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, this is it's probably one of the worst things I actually did to them was they would play. They would be playing N64, mm-hmm. and I just walk up and press the reset. Oh, no. I, dude, right. I would beat the shit out of you, dude. Right. That. that um that was like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I share so many stories in that one. Like, the few times I did that to fuck with them, yeah. people are like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the emotional berating is one thing. Yeah. But you reset Ocarina of Time. In oh, the no, dude. Yeah. Not- I would do it to fuck with them, and then I remember, like, the second or third time I did it, I was my middle brother, and I pressed <laughs> the reset button, and he gets up, and he just goes, <laughs> like, like Hulk Hogan flexes and runs up on the futon, jumps off, and, like, WWE... <laughs> Like lateral drop kicks me in the chest and I just flew off, flew backwards. And then my little brother was there and he was so little at the time that yeah. he just starts getting amped. Yeah. Like uh, like Steve Carell's character yeah, yeah. in Anchorman. He's yeah. just like, ah! and like, dude, it was like an all out just like like wrestling. brawl. Oh, it went it went down super hard that day. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys really big into wrestling? No, but that was the time. I don't know. See, that's how I knew he was mad. Like, we never, we weren't allowed to watch wrestling. Yeah. So that drop kick was purely from the heart and inspired. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, he had never seen that before. It was just a pure passion of, like, lateral, just, bah! This is just what I need to do to this asshole right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it came from the soul. (laughs) Yeah. I never did that again. We used to play a, <laughs> we used to play a game where um we would <laughs> we would just put boxes yeah. over our heads mm. like giant boxes and we would just sprint at each other full <laughs> speed. <laughs> that was like a game we played. You ever like slid down the stairs in a sleeping bag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we would do that a lot. We um Yeah, the house was like, dude, it was um it was a war zone. It was complete <laughs> chaos. We would have beanie baby fights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where like we'd we'd have like my parents have a work party. We have a lot of kids over, mm-hmm. and me and my brothers would orchestrate every year a beanie baby fight, <laughs> where we'd pick sides and build like fortresses out of pillows, and just fucking hurl the fuck <laughs> out of beanie babies at each other's heads like We're, in these fortresses but the thing about the beanie babies is that they have those really those hard eyes dude they're <laughs> yeah. hard yeah, they're really really hard eyes <laughs> so it would always get like 10 minutes in and someone would just go down like ah! <laughs> it's getting wailed on <laughs> by a beanie baby yeah oh man i would have never thought to play with the beanie babies like that that's awesome yeah man it was a it was a jacked up house you had me which had like i they like my parents put me into like sports and like skateboarding so i had like a rogan-esque amount of testosterone yeah then you had like a middle brother who was like into he was always into like the nerdy fantasy stuff Mm. and like books and shit yeah you had a, a, the little one who was just like a ticking time bomb <laughs> of anxiety and frustration, <laughs> like the most sensitive child. Yeah. So it was like the dynamic was 
always crazy and it's like i was i would always be like what can we do to like just like set some crazy shit off yeah. and then the middle one's like we're gonna do like a fight like in castles i'm like yeah. let's throw beanie babies <laughs> into those heads and then the little one gets hit and then it's <laughs> just like <laughs> chaos he's the only, he's the one that always like took the brunt of everything kind of yeah well it would seem that way because he was too I think he was like too little to be playing on yeah. the level, but he'd yeah. be there. <laughs> so like he would get like hurt. Yeah. He always got hurt, man. He wanted to be a part of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah. How, how what's the age difference between you guys? It's like three years for okay. each of us. Okay, that's 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 like a good age. Yeah, but when you're like <laughs> So that's the thing too, is like you're fifteen, you have essentially a nine year old. Yeah. Who like you don't get along. It's just not so your dynamic with your youngest brother is kind of like my dynamic with my brother. He's oh, like yeah. five years. Were you scared of him? S- not or was ri- there just like a. I, f- I felt like we were about the same size for a while. Right. So I think that gave. But he like knew how to machine everything like mecha- like intelligent. Intelligence oh, wise. Dude, like he was an evil genius. Yeah. yeah oh, those those are the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like we got like I said, we got along well. But when. Whenever, for some reason, there was always, like, this, like, mental block with him where he would just know how to manipulate everything that I was oh. trying to do. Okay. So yeah, because he's an evil genius. Because <laughs> he's, like, working on gadgets in his room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, like, dude. the type. He's, like, plotting. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, yeah. Yeah. Like, now he's, like, I mean, he's still, he was, was then, but he's, like, the sweetest guy now. Yeah. But But before, like, whenever he would be pissed at me. He just knew how to like stop me, like in my tracks, dude. It was oh, dude, that's brutal. Yeah, I, I wasn't. That's a that's a weird dynamic. There was no like cleverness to yeah. me. It was just like let's fuck, <laughs> get in boxes just and sprint at, e- at each other. <laughs> like my brain hadn't caught up to yeah. my body in the slightest. <laughs> it was like just a penis with legs, basically, <laughs> just two pairs of balls running oh, around. Man. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, but they no, we had we had some good times. Yeah. Um feel bad for my parents had to yeah. deal with that for <laughs> sure. One that sec, was, dude, the dog just farted. I don't know if you smell that. Oh yeah, he farted bad. <laughs> let's n- let's not cut this out. No, we're gonna keep it in. Yeah, we keep it out. He ripped ass. He didn't does not he, he's aware of it now. We're talking about you. Yeah, you ripped hard it smells like eggs dude <laughs> you're a good dog though all right so you were saying like your mom was having like you, you feel bad for like having your mom go through that well yeah i feel just bad for my parents i feel i feel bad too for my little brother mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i was like i try to keep up with him now and maintain a good relationship because yeah. to me if somebody was doing what i did to me, I wouldn't really give a shit. Yeah. But I think from his perspective, it was just like probably so much to deal with. Yeah, you, you probably would have welcomed it. I'm like, I'm doing that to you. You do that to me. Yeah, I thought it'd be like a, a blast. You know <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> or like, I love to like, like I w- in, would enjoy like arguing with people. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's also like you look back on things in retrospect and you're like, I didn't have like a frontal lobe. Yeah. And then it's just a sibling rivalry. 
You know what I mean? And then you talk to other people's families and they're like, oh, yeah, it was it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. When, like, everybody's, like, 15, Dude. 16 and, like, crammed in a house. Yeah. There's, like, no way it's going to. There's, like, you could. Uh, did you share a bedroom with any of them? Or you all had, like, a separate bedroom? I shared my parents' first house. I shared one mm-hmm. with my middle brother. Okay. And then once my youngest brother came along, they moved into a different house. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, separate bedrooms, yeah. But I hear horror stories of sharing a bedroom. Dude, I shared a bedroom with my brother for about 14, 15 years, give or take. Yeah, it's got like a jail vibe. Yeah. Sort of. And it wasn't a big room either. It's like maybe like a 15 by 15 square foot room or something. Like, it, well, like that sounds too small, but like... Like, it wasn't big. And now if I go into that room now, I'm like, how the fuck did we, like, share this room? But, like, you know, when you're smaller, you don't really think. But yeah, yeah. But that's part of the reason why we fought so much, though. Oh, yeah, dude. It's just not... Siblings and the chemistry is just, like, not there to not, like, go at each other. Yeah. And the parents are always distraught. Like, they have this idea of, like... Why can't they just get along? Yeah, that was a constant. You guys always fight. Why can't we just be cool with each other, please? I want you guys to love each other. But it's like, again, I'm like, in high school, I got like one of the most tightly wound nine-year-olds trying to follow me around all the time. It's like, it can't be. Yeah, no, dude. You're going to argue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, my brother, uh, my little brother got, he went through, like, a lot of, like, bullying in, like, middle school and Mm -hmm. shit, too. Yeah? You know what I mean? So, like, I wish, that was my one regret that, like, if I had gone back and um, sort of been able to, like, empathize and process what that meant as I do now, I would have given him some slack. Yeah. But my little brother, he was getting it from all. You know what I mean? (laughs) That poor guy. No, he's good now, though. Yeah, he's got a good job. He bought a motorcycle recently, which I'm like, dude, this is. You need to put that fucking thing away. Yeah, like he's so tightly wound. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's got. He's got. He's like type A. Okay. Yeah, dude. We we would uh, like if he had a granola bar, a banana growing up, and mm-hmm. it broke, he'd start screaming. Really. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like screaming, screaming. Like somebody had like. Really? W- was he like big into like hardcore music or something like that? Oh, he's big into hardcore now. <laughs> oh, dude. He's, he's, he's wound up. Yeah. He's fucking wound. <laughs> and then it's me like just wanting to be funny all the time. Yeah. And be a dick. Because yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah. Well, it's like it egging is. that personality on. <laughs> And then also me being kind of tightly wound, it's like, dude, there was no way to. Oh no, there's no de-escalating that, dude. <laughs> no, dude, it would just, <laughs> it would just like go back and forth until it would just boil over. Oh man, constantly. Yeah, that sounds like so much fun though. <laughs> it was kind of a blast. <laughs> we look back on it now. It was a, uh, it was, it was kind of a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, when you're a kid, you don't realize this, this is just dumb or whatever. So you're like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. Um. Yeah. It was like people were like be nice to your brothers. You're like, what? fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, dude. dude. This, this guy, is my arch rival. <laughs> this guy is ruining my life right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Um. 
you you mentioned high school for a minute. Were, were you like a cool kid or like were you like a dork? Like what what kind of kid were you? I didn't really. I don't know. I was in. Went to. Um, I wrestled in high school mm-hmm. for like th- three mm-hmm. years, starting sophomore year through senior year. In the wrestling team is weird because it's like all the basketball players are of mm-hmm. basketball nature. Yeah. And then wrestling is like all the leftover kids of every different weight class. Yeah. So you just have like the tiniest kid yeah. with like a giant like offensive lineman mm. dude on the same yeah. team for whatever yeah. reason. So I did that like almost every day. I wrestled. See, I so I'd hang out with okay. them and what's that? No, no, you can go ahead. Oh no, I was, I'd hang out with them and kind of um like I I didn't really uh, I would hang out with them and kind of hang out with like a weirder side crowd. Mm. You know, and then I had like a group of friends that we would just like film comedy sketches. Oh, so you would like do comedy since you were like really young then? Yeah, in high school we um I never did stand up, mm-hmm. but in high school I had a group of friends junior and senior year that all we would do was smoke weed and then like just film like impromptu comedy sketches mm-hmm. on uh like the flip video camera. Okay. And they were like really bad, but they were like funny in a bad kind of way. Yeah, but I that's like all we would do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it that sounds like a blast too. Oh, dude, that was that was fun. Yeah, those those are some of the funnest times I ever had because you just be with your boys mm. filming comedy. Yeah, and it's just for you guys, so you think it's the funniest thing yeah. ever. So <laughs> the whole day would just be like dying laughing. Yeah, and what we'd do, we'd write out like a premise for a sketch, and then mm. everybody would riff <laughs> like through the sketch. Like a lot of weird, crazy stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. it was cool though. Yeah. So well, what I was gonna say before is like I always noted you had like a little bit of cauliflower ear. Yeah. So I always like did this guy rest, but it's not like noticeable enough to think right. like just bring it up. So okay, I, I do. No, it definitely is from that. In high school, I wore my headgear mostly, but there were like some summers where I wouldn't wear headgear, and I guess that's what it's from. Yeah. Yeah. I I did like jujitsu for like a couple of years. You, how was that? Dude, I loved it. Like, oh, you do? Yeah, I, I, I would still do it, but um, I had to stop like a few months ago. Um, and like, like, um, so my wife like lost her job at the time, so I just yeah. like we had just to cut back on costs and stuff like that. Yeah. So I haven't, but in a way, it was also good because I needed, to, I wanted to focus more on comedy. I felt like I was spending too much time on that too. Yeah. So, anyway, but. I got cauliflower ear. It's not very noticeable at all, but I I got it once, and my wife drained that thing like twenty or thirty times, and it was so hard just to like get it to stop. So I'm like, I'm wearing headgear every single time. I don't care if I look like yeah, a ridiculous dude to wear your headgear. So I don't know. I guess a lot of these guys wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, but it's also like your ears are fucked. Yeah. Like I don't know why, dude. They look they look disgusting. Let's they just look be bad. Honest. Yeah, you gotta you gotta drain it. Some also too is like high school. It's like, dude, I'm not trying to have cauliflower here. Yeah, I want I want to get laid in high school. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I would be short, and I'd call you. Just have the worst <laughs> ears. Look like an evil hobbit or something yeah. <laughs> from the deep. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, that was um. It's one of the uh, like the major things that mm. kids had, and then they have to go and they have to like drain it, right? Yeah. Like suck the blood out. Yeah, if it suck gets the really blood bad. out of it, and then you gotta have something to like hold it in so it doesn't happen again. Right, it's it's, it's a pain in the ass. It's real pain. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah. So you rock the headgear. You even done jujitsu since? No, it's been like four or five months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I w- so I w- I had like a work trip, um, like a month ago maybe, and my brother-in-law he. Um, he would do jiu-jitsu with me when I lived in Utah. Okay. And uh, I, he would always beat the shit out of me. So, and then I I came here and, and like, the school I went to was, like, a, a like one of the best teachers or whatever. And I hadn't done anything since then. So, I went back. And like, we, we for some reason, you know, you get a bunch of guys in a house together. Yeah. They're going to, like, do dumb shit. Oh, for sure. And, for sure. like, we all started wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. So... I I rolled with him for like a little bit and I actually like was able to do stuff to him that I wasn't able to do before. He still like caught me in a headlock, but yeah. before like I wouldn't even be able to pass his guard. I don't know if you understand the like the Yeah, I kind of I've seen it a couple. Yeah. I kind of understand what you're talking about. So like his I was like doing that and then for some reason he's just like hammers into my head and just didn't let go and I'm like fuck. I was actually like yeah, you Exc- almost had it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm like, oh man, I'm actually doing shit now. That's that's the fun part about the sports like that. You kind of get moments where you're like, I'm I'm doing it, and <laughs> then you're just like in the air. Yeah, like oh fuck, I'm not <laughs> doing it. this is bad. Yeah, I'm in tights in front of my whole high school, getting yeah. body slammed right now, <laughs> <laughs> like getting absolutely destroyed. Oh man. Yeah, those those were good times. But yeah, high school like it was mostly that. Like yeah. I only. Seems like you got along with everybody, though. Yeah, but I didn't really, like, know people that much. Mm. It was like I would do wrestling, and then I would just, like, try to be funny. Mm. And then I did as much schoolwork as I needed to, like, get out. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. So I'd, like, know people from different cliques. Okay. But, yeah, I only had, like, probably junior and senior year I had a crew. Mm-hmm. Before that, I hung out with... uh like stoner kids because i thought they were more interesting mm. but they would they used to call me a narc a lot really <laughs> yeah Did, would you narc on them or no so <laughs> 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 weird thing about being called a narc is like yeah. you're like i didn't do this yeah this, why are you why yeah, are you? Well, you got caught by the principal because you smell like <laughs> weed <laughs> and adults aren't stupid you're 13 and you came into class oh, fucking high as shit <laughs> it's not me dude yeah that is your fault. It's clearly you, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's being called a narc. That seems like too like I don't, that seems like offensive to me. I don't know. It is. It's supposed to be offensive. It's yeah. like, dude, I you're trying to tell me I sold you out. Yeah. For no reason, you're trying to call me a dork. <laughs> it's like I'm just standing here. <laughs> like I don't know. I have nobody to eat with at lunch. Yeah. I'm not a narc, dude. You just <laughs> fucking everybody shunned me out because you called me a narc, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kicked me out now. I got nobody because <laughs> you accused me of some shit. 
Yeah, is it possible that you have a half a pound of weed in your book bag <laughs> and nothing to cover the smell? Is that possible? Yeah. You dumb fuck. <laughs> Dumbass. Going to go to fucking rehab in Utah senior year, asshole. <laughs> Call me a narc, dude. Yeah, you're going hiking, buddy. You're going hiking. They're getting you at four in the morning. <laughs> you're getting kidnapped to go hiking. That's what you're doing. I'm not a fucking narc. <laughs> you want to smoke weed at lunch? No, it makes me paranoid. Yeah. You a narc? No, I, I can just wait <laughs> till after school like a decent person. <laughs> fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> fucking losers, man. Oh, man. Do you still smoke weed or not? Hell no, dude. I detest it. Yeah. Maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. I'll have like three hits. Dude, that thing puts me to sleep that's all it does it that's good at least it's just sleep yeah but like i, I don't want to go to sleep though <laughs> <laughs> that's the tough part about weed like i don't want to be like this damn it <laughs> that's how i feel every time i smoke weed now yeah i'm like god shit <laughs> it's like it was like i'm an adult mm-hmm. like when i was in high school it was fun because it was like i just have to worry about my parents mm-hmm catching me and it yeah. was like fun to like sneak around in the basement and then just play halo with your buddy <laughs> like that was the requirement yeah. of the night dude and, and that's it was the hel- best that's the best yeah now it's like i'm 32 i'm barely making bills yeah this is just in my way <laughs> like every single day i have something yeah. to do yeah and if i'm stoned it just is inconveniencing me yeah because you just made it like 25 percent more difficult yeah and some people say it helps them a lot i don't i don't how? know that. i don't know how dude. i don't know dude i think it's a personality type yeah i think really jacked up people like it because it'll like pull them down a mm. little bit yeah i could see that but man. like dude it puts me off in space like it's just it's too much i i could see that um so when when you were done with high school like the what 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 was your uh, what would what did you do right after high school? I went to uh, Appalachian State College mm-hmm. for two years. Dropped out, made pizzas for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> is is that college in still in North Carolina? Yeah, it's in that. It's in Boone, North Carolina. Okay, Appalachian Mountains. You know, H- how far was that from Raleigh? Like three and a half hours. Okay, so so you did get to experience like living far from home. Yeah. It was, um, you know, I went to, co- when I got to college, I was 17. Oh, dude, you got out of school really young. Well, yeah, I was just young for my grade. Okay. What's, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's your birthday? Uh, August 30th. August 30th. I, I don't know how, like, the American system works in terms of, like, holding you back and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, or like, putting you forward. What's the like, Costa Rican so, system? Uh, like, I was born in November, November 20th, right? Okay. And that is like uh, I'm too young to be put in one grade, so they held me back a little bit. Okay. To be in the next grade, cause right, right. So they held you. Like at my school, they gave me an option whether or not I wanted to. They gave you the option, or your parents? No, they gave my parents. Okay. Did you but decide? My, yeah, my parents asked me. Really? In like kindergarten. That's a big decision to make. Well, yeah, but it's also like, I don't think, I'm trying to understand what they thought of, like, because I wasn't in school mm-hmm. yet, so they were just like, do you want to 
go this year or the mm-hmm. next year. Okay. And I was like, I'll just go now. That's that's kind of cool that they put that on your shoulders, though. Right. Yeah, it was cool, but it was also like I didn't realize what was on my shoulders, and I don't oh. think it made a massive change or anything. I mean, I guess it did because, like, all the friends that I met, you know what I mean, and all those people that I met, it's a big reason, like, why my life is the way it is. You mm-hmm. know, that was – like people I met during a founding time of my life. But at the moment it was just like, I remember bringing a brief thing where they're like, you're right on the, they're like, you're right on the dates. You can do this or do that. You know, do you have any? And I was just like, I'll just go now. You know what I mean? I guess they had already, they had already like talked about it too. Okay. You know what I mean? So, cause it like, before you get there, it's not a huge thing. Mm -hmm. It'd be a big thing if they were like, you spend a year or two with these kids, you got to stay back. Yeah. That was like a big, that would be a bigger deal, but yeah. I have no knowledge of anything. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like right from the get go. So it's like, you no, it was right off the bat. That's like first time going to that's school. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what was, uh, what's Costa Rica schools like? So what the, do you guys learn down there? Uh, we actually, uh, well, I went to like a British private school. Okay. So well, I had a fantasy. You didn't learn much. <laughs> like island school you know that was in my fantasy they're like yes we do whatever down here <laughs> what is a book it doesn't matter you know what i mean like Costa Rican yeah. school they're like this yeah. is a fruit yeah this is, this fruit. is a fish <laughs> here's a net you catch it then we're gonna eat for, we're gonna eat lunch for two hours <laughs> That sounds even better than that what I did. Fucking sick. Yeah, man. I That's would, cool. I would have loved to do that. Yeah. Um, so Costa Rican schools, they're uh, they're like a year. Like you know how here the uh, summer is like the the year. I mean the where the school year ends. Mm-hmm. Over there, the school year ends in like November slash de- December. So it's okay. like it's like it goes with the year instead right, of right, doing right. like the the, the season. summer winter break. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of. Uh, throws things off in like uh, not in Costa Rica, but like uh, for like with here, like let's say that's too. I'm trying to explain too much. It doesn't anyway. So that kind of changes a little bit in terms of like age sort of deal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like school, like we learned. Um, I don't, I don't know how it is in like the public schools or stuff like that, but where I went. We did like uh, year, um, not year, uh, like world history and stuff like that. Instead of just focusing on, I hated Costa Rica, like specific subjects for some reason. Those were the subjects that I sucked at. Like social studies was just like basically Costa Rica history and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I sucked at that. And then like Spanish class, I sucked at that too. Right. Uh, Like, and and you couldn't speak Spanish. So I I I do, but I was really bad at it though. Right. I don't. I think so. That's always a tough one. Yeah. You're bad at the language the country speaks. Yeah. That's that's brutal. Yeah, dude, I was horrible at that's it. It's <laughs> like the one thing they speak. Um so my school was like uh so it was a British school, so everything was speaking English except for Spanish class and social studies. Right. And those were my like my worst cla- uh uh subjects right. which is I don't know. Uh, there was uh, like an eighth grade I I had a like a like an eight or nine F like streak of just <laughs> yeah. of like just 
and honestly, the only like I would have solved it by studying, but I hated the subject so much, and the right. I think the teacher didn't like me either, so that didn't oh, help. That uh, that'll do it. Yeah. So boy, I had a few classes like that. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. So my what what's interesting is that my uh, there was a my mom got me a tutor, and th- and the tutor was a teacher at the school, and then they had they gave us the option to do uh, like uh, inter- so it's called international baccalaureate or whatever which is like what to is do that? 12th grade and then it, it was kind of like a program t- so you can like accelerate yeah learning and yeah moving through the grades yeah not necessarily that but like like a program to get you to be able to apply to sc- like colleges all throughout the world and stuff okay. like that yeah but i didn't want to i didn't care about that and i didn't really care about school that much so i i didn't want to do it and my i told my mom she was fine with it but that same teacher that was the tutor she's like hey he's gonna be doing the same stuff that he that he sucked at and he failed and i had to you know tutor him so he wouldn't fail the grade right he's not gonna do well and my mom the next day just like did not talk to me until i just decided to go back to that that (laughs) program dude it was I was really pissed off at her because I was like, man, what the fuck, man? I, I don't want to do an extra year of school. I, I, right, right. But so she just <laughs> she just ghosted you till you went back? Yeah, basically. Ah, that's a, such a mom move. Yeah. <laughs> but she hit you with the guilt, too. Yeah, dude. You know what oh. I mean? Oh, my God. My dude. mom never was mad. Like, there were like two times in my life that she was mad at me. That was one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Only twice? Yeah. Well, you were well behaved, right? I was. So. I was well behaved, but I also knew how to get away with it. Were you melancholic, sad, with a distant look in your eyes? <laughs> I could see you being kind of one of those kids. You know what I mean, like at the corner of the playground, like yeah. just looking at a ball. Um. <laughs> just like, like, what's up with Hall? I don't know. Uh, at, at at one point, I think I was, but for the yeah. most part, I was like a happy kid. That's good. Yeah. So, and then the other time that she was really mad at me was she had gotten like a hysterectomy, like some woman surgery. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) she got one of those woman surgeries (laughs) they get. Um, The fucking hysterectomy or whatever. Dude, and I I got like really drunk when she was like in the hospital. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Yeah. I want to keep going on this. This is... (laughs) So I got super drunk. My my a buddy of mine and I went to like an open bar party. We got like fucking hammered, dude. Like, you know when you're young, Hell you're yeah. like, oh, you're yeah. like, let's let's see how many thi- how many beers we can drink. Whoever, right? Does. That's the disaster. Is when you're young. Sometimes you drink, you wind up getting drunk. Yeah, that's the problem I would have. Yeah, but then there'd be certain because a lot of it was like you go out, you're young, you're like, I'm gonna have two. Yeah. Ten later, you're like, oh, I'm a hammer. <laughs> there were certain nights where you go out with the intention. Yeah. Where you're like, we're going to party. Yeah. And that's like an hour and everybody's just gone. Just like gone, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I had like, I was a, I was a very big lightweight. I yeah. had like eight beers. That <sighs> That'll was, do it, that, though. Yeah. Spinning and, and yeah, dude, doubles. It, it was yeah, horrible. Yeah. So my dad and my uncle picked us up from the party <laughs> and- I could not hear anything yeah. at the same time. At, like, I was really drunk, but I also couldn't hear. So they were s- asking us stuff, and I was like, like just, you know, trying to sa- seem like a sober You kid. were trying to act sober during yeah. this. Yeah. Oh. And I was so like. So you're trying to hide it. Yeah. You clearly smelled like booze. Yeah. You're destroyed, hammered, just yeah. agreeing to everything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
and they i remember that they said something i was like oh oh," and it was not a uh uh, sort of answer so that's when they like just my dad like when we got home he's like hey you're you're drunk and whatever like you know kind of scolding me i'm like oh okay i'm i'm kind of in trouble right now but my mom's not here i think i'll be good he of course told my mom so when she gets back from the hospital she's like i know what you did i'm like oh fuck (laughs) so she's like okay you're grounded right i'm like i've never been grounded in my life because the way i see it is my like you're the guinea pig right so my siblings got in all the trouble I saw what they were doing, so I kind of like figured so this out. This is this is a big deal for you. Yeah. This oh, is dude. First time you get in the slammer. Yeah. Yeah. First time in the slammer, dude. Yeah. The older siblings, they're all just felons. Yeah. They're all just out <laughs> in the streets, <laughs> smoking cigarettes and bench pressing. You're back inside, like, yeah. oh my god, people yeah. are out here, yeah. gang banging and stuff. Yeah. And you finally got. You went out for one little yeah, robbery. One, you got slapped. I got the, slapped right away. Oh dude. my god. So, my mom grounded me for like a month and. I was like, God damn it, dude! I, that was like, uh, I I I really tried not to make her mad just because I saw how my other siblings would do it. Yeah. So I just like, okay, don't do that, mm-hmm. and then just do it, just not when they're around, you know? Right. So didn't didn't work so well that time. No, you get that's the problem with drinking is I had a, a few moments like that in high school because I smoked a lot of weed in high mm-hmm. school because I was wrestling and weed mm-hmm. doesn't make you gain weight. Yeah. So all the wrestlers are potheads. <laughs> And um, there's like a couple times I got drunk and just got pretty much just straight up caught because it's a thing with weed. You're like hyper aware. Mm -hmm. So you're like sneaking up the steps when a sober person would just walk up them. Yeah. But you kind of get away with it because you're like sneaky <laughs> when you're drunk. There's no no, there's none of that. There's none of that like cognitive thing of like, I shouldn't be like this yeah. right now. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I came back. I got hammered at a party once. My buddy drives me back. My parents had already caught me smoking weed, so they didn't know that I was drinking. I only drank like four times in high school because of wrestling. Yeah. So like this was one of the times and. I come back and I'm absolutely blitzed, hammered. And my dad, through my parents' front door down the hallway, you can see the couch. We mm-hmm. had like a lounge yeah. couch on the far wall in the living room. But you can see the, like half of the couch. My dad's laying down on it mm. watching TV and he looks at me and I walk in. And then I'm trying to act natural, and I grabbed a side table in the hallway yeah. and held on to it while I slowly <laughs> slipped my own shoes off. And then I walked straight up to my dad, like, slowly, while yeah. he's watching me, just walk he's up like, to him. What the hell <laughs> yeah. is going on? And I look straight at him while he's laying down, and I just go, I'm home now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just walked upstairs, and they... um. He sent my mom upstairs to figure out, I think if I was stoned. Yeah. But I was drunk and I just like, I um, was washing my, washing my face, mm-hmm. trying to, and when she came up, what I was doing was missing my face and scooping water with my hands and pouring it all yeah. down the front of my shirt. <laughs> so the front of my shirt was soaked and I was just like, <laughs> 
and she just started asking me questions if i like what did i do yeah. have i been smoking weed blah 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 and i just like denied all of it and they yeah. kind of didn't say anything mm. but i know that they knew i was something. on something yeah i think the uh the big thing for them was like just do not drive yeah. and i also think they knew kind of like if i was wrestling a lot i wouldn't be drinking a lot mm. but they were just like just don't don't get behind the wheel of a car. I got um got hammered. The first time I got hammered was before like one of the winter formal dances. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a really sweaty kid in high okay. school. I don't know why I had a terrible armpit sweat. Yeah. The whole time. Really? Yeah, it was like a thing I had that I was like super I guess I had so much like muscle I don't know what it was. Like mm-hmm. I don't sweat like that now. Yeah. But in high school, it would be like patches of armpits. <laughs> like the whole time. Nothing yeah. else, just my armpits. Really? Yeah, it'd be bad. And um, it wasn't that noticeable. And then like senior year, it was bad. Anyways, because we would like, I went to a, a Catholic school. So they'd have us wear white shirts. Mm. Then senior year, you could wear whatever color button up shirt you wanted. And that's yeah. when it was like. You can see it through the Oh, blue. no. So okay. I spent a lot of high school with my arms. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, you know, I would do this a lot. Yeah, you know, just hiding armpit sweat. I'm cool, bro. Yeah, I'm cool, dude. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Can't scratch my head really ever, but this is fine right now. But uh, we're at the the winter. We're going to the winter formal. It's like freshman or sophomore year. Mm. And um, someone pulls out like a thing of vodka and we get like absolutely blasted like falling over in this dude's yard like screaming laughing type blasted and this chick's dad drives to the dance she got in trouble later because he could just smell the booze oh because it was like a bunch of kids who had slammed a bunch of vodka just get in the car (laughs) and he's just he's an adult just driving Mm. drunk like 14 15 year olds oh shit dude to the dance so she got in trouble later I remember at the dance, I was super drunk, and I thought there was a girl that I knew. So I walked up to her, and I kind of danced up. I was like, eh. And I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, Janet, <laughs> what's up? And she turns around, and she's like, and it wasn't Janet. <laughs> she's like, I'm not Janet. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And went to, like, dance away and slipped. Oh, no. Like, on sweat or something in, like, full feet in the air like straight onto my back oh, and everyone just dude. goes oh and like <laughs> just like turns around i just had to get up and, uh, and just like walked up like fuck i can't be drunk like this at oh, school man. functions anymore <laughs> yeah oh man that's drinking funny. stories are the best man dude especially when your parents catch you it's such a glorious moment Oh man! Especially like fifteen, twenty years yeah. later. Oh, yeah. it's a blast. oh, dude. They're the funniest stories. Um, so I, I mostly drank in high school. I didn't right. do like any drugs or anything. Yeah, yeah. I like the first time I smoked weed was when I was like eighteen or something like that. That's like that's a proper age. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know if there's any, but that's it's better than like. Yeah, I guess. Um, but one time, like I, I went to this like party, like I don't know if it was a birthday party or whatever it was. But dude, I got hammered, like yeah. really hammered. Hell yeah! And I went to bed, 
I woke up on the foot of my parents' bed, like on the bed. <laughs> you do. They were on. They were sleeping. I don't. I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I just ran away to my bedroom. Yeah. And I never talked about it or anything, but they had to know, dude. Like, hey, this idiot is sleeping at our bed. <laughs> I never. Your m- dad woke up, yeah. and there's like a teenage boy <laughs> sleeping on the foot of the bed like a dog. <laughs> and he's like, Jesus Christ! He like he probably woke up and had a moment. Was like, am I gonna air him out about this? <laughs> or are we just gonna let it go because he's yeah. home and he's safe? Yeah. It's just like let it let it go, dude. Yeah, dude. I think that's what happened. Never br- got brought up. So. Right. Yeah, there's a couple things with my parents that just didn't get brought up at all. I got um, I got caught smoking green tea. That was a big one. <laughs> before I smoked weed, I was like, yeah. I'm gonna smoke green tea. Yeah. Tea is green. Yeah. <laughs> weed is green. I'm in like eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I was hanging out with like a bunch of fucking like burnout like skateboard kids mm-hmm. and they were like that's oh, weed man and yeah. i'm like well tea is i can kind of get into yeah. that via the same color yeah you know and uh we went on a field trip to this place called linville gorge and they sold corn cob pipes mm-hmm. so i packed it into this corn cob pipe and i would like smoke green tea out of my bathroom window yeah what i didn't realize was that for whatever reason, and I'm not making this up, the smell of the resin of green tea mm-hmm. and the corn cob smelled almost exactly like weed. Really? Like the the not the smoke itself, but the resin okay. in the bowl. Okay. Was So when you were done, it was like, Oh, you guys smoked weed. Yeah, it smelled like weed in my room. And I just put the pipe in a guitar case. Oh shit! And my room just reeked of the smell, and I tried to clean it out with like, like Q-tips and shit. Mm. And then my mom came up and was like, "What the hell?" She's like, "Chris, <laughs> it's my dad." <laughs> and my dad like grabs me and like yanks me out into the fucking garage because he finds the pipe yeah. and all this and the Q-tips that I used to clean it out. Yeah. And he's like, who gave you this? He's like freaking the fuck oh, out. Oh, no. He's like trying to find the drug dealer that gave me this. And I was like, I got it in the house. And he's like, don't you fucking lie to me. I'm like, dude, I got it in the house. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, that's not weed, dude. That's green tea. And he like was like, he, you could tell there was a weird feeling of relief and just disappointment. <laughs> where it was like. Oh, my son's not a drug addict. Like, he is a dumbass. Yeah. And he was like, what? And I was like, look. And I went into the pantry and I showed him the green tea ripped open with the matches. I, yeah. like, stopped <laughs> it. He's just like, oh, my God. And, like, I got in trouble for that. They put, like, alarms on the windows because they yeah. didn't want me to, like, sneak out anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They had like, you on house arrest? Well, it was a chime. It wasn't an alarm. Okay. It was like one of those door beeps. Which mm. like beep, boop. And it yeah, would like yeah, beep yeah. in my parents' room. So they'd like know if I was uh. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> running away. Yeah. Basically, Andrew Tate style house. <laughs> I was out in fucking Romania just making videos. Oh, man. Yeah. They, uh, there was one time my parents were at a party across the street and my buddy wanted to smoke weed out back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to smoke weed out back because I don't want them to smell it if they happen to come home. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, um, he's like, well, we can like cook the peanut butter 
but we could cook it in peanut butter. Okay. And I was like, because if you cook it in peanut butter, actually, the fats in the peanut butter, when they get hot, they bind with THC. Oh, really? Yeah, there's something about dairy and certain fats that when they get hot, they bind with THC, which is how edibles are made. So he's okay. like, we'll cook it in peanut butter. We can eat it. Mm. It won't even smell. I'm like, well, I don't want to cook it in the oven because it's going to reek. And my other friend just goes, what if we microwave the peanut butter and then while it's hot, we mix it in? Okay. That way it won't smell. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And he goes, <laughs> goes all right, I got this. And he goes upstairs, um, puts the peanut butter <laughs> in the microwave, I guess. That's what we had entrusted him to do. Mm-hmm. And 10 minutes later, he runs downstairs with a bowl of peanut butter that's on fire. <laughs> He's like, fuck, dude, fuck. <laughs> and like blow it out. And there's just a black charred spot in the middle of the bowl of peanut butter. That was the weed? No, it was just peanut butter because he had put the peanut butter in the microwave for 10 minutes and didn't stir it. Oh, no. So it just like, <laughs> like fucking radiated this peanut butter and lit it on fire. And we went upstairs and the whole house is filled with fucking peanut butter smoke oh shit <laughs> so like, we're like airing out the house trying to get this peanut butter smoke and my buddy's downstairs like mixing mm. weed into this burnt yeah. peanut butter to try to get it to fucking like work and um my parents came home oh like, no. right after we had aired out the whole place oh shit and my dad was like what the fuck were you doing and i was like we were making toast peanut butter <laughs> toast man <laughs> and he's like why does it smell like fucking peanut butter <laughs> and i was like it smells like peanut butter because we made the toast with the peanut butter on it and then we burnt it he's like who makes toast with fucking peanut butter already on it and he was super pissed he didn't know what the fuck we were doing but we like hid the wee bowl in a side room in the basement and then like ate it all yeah. didn't work yeah. at all. <laughs> and then I like had to go out. I stuffed it in a lawnmower bag and then went out to mow the lawn the next day. And I just chucked <laughs> the peanut butter bowl, like deep into the woods. <laughs> like it's like, get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, dude, that sounds like so much. You, you had a great childhood, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we dude, we, we had a blast for sure. Um, I'm trying to keep the, keep the plane up <laughs> i want to be the dude that like is like 40 it just like at a open mic just like middle school is <laughs> shit man that would be the saddest guy just a short bald guy at middle school just talking about high school and shit oh man yeah we we got new adventures man that's oh when when you were in college what what was what were you majoring in fuck they did like business then english yeah the two majors of a guy that does not know what he wants to do. Where it's just like business. Yeah. What, what kind it? of business? You're like, any business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the relative idea of a business. Yeah. Of, you know. I can do any business that like, I want. <laughs> yeah, I can do this business or that business. <laughs> and English, um, which one did you like the most? I liked English. Yeah. But I was just a student. I was a bad student. Yeah. I, That's I, when it all started to like kind of spiral mm-hmm. i feel like i was one of a classic story of like i wasn't so sheltered that i couldn't handle myself when i was partying yeah but once they let it loose and yeah. it like became serious yeah 
and I just didn't want to be serious at all. <laughs> it was like, you got about two years of this big guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, dude, it, I think college is when, like, you should just let loose, man. It, you should, but I also, like, from my perspective, I, like, established no discipline or ability. Mm. My girlfriend, like, has really bad ADHD, and she claims I have it, too. And yeah. she's, like, going through symptoms with it with me. And I'm like, oh, that makes, like, a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you ever in class, and you, like, really want to pay attention, and then all of a sudden it's, like, 15 minutes later, and you have no idea what the teacher <laughs> said? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. that's, like, ADHD. Oh, really? Where it's like you're just like daydreaming, you can't yeah. control your brain or like organize anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for a long time, I was like, I thought it was just like a huge dick, yeah. but I think it was that. Where okay. like I had that, I didn't know how to manage it. <laughs> Not as an excuse, like I definitely could have tried to do something about yeah. it, but I remember just like. Remember specifically, like not remembering or being able to keep up with anything in class. That's like a big thing where you show up and they're like, "This is the." We're doing the book report. You're yeah. like, what book report? <laughs> you're like, no, you got to do Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You're like, well, we're riffing, baby. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking pull some shit out of your ass. Got any short people in the audience? Just like really ripping it. Really, we're riffing, dude. I'm oh. trying to make it through. Yeah, in college, in high school, you can kind of do that. In college, you yeah. can't keep it up. No, you, you need to be serious about that. I think, that. yeah, what should be done, they do this in Europe, but I think what should be done is you take a kid out of high school, put them in the workforce for like three to four years. Yeah. Of like a job that's not that great. Like make them work construction mm. or just work at Subway. So that when they go to college, they have in their mind, like, oh, I'm getting up and out of something. I don't want to do that. that exactly. I so, like, I went to college and it was like, dude, I was like a little kid. Mm -hmm. 17 is not an adult. Yeah. You put me in an adult, uh, an adult place with adult consequences and everybody's going. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just do this. But, like, I don't know why the fuck I was. I didn't really have any interest in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I find it interesting when. People that are young and then they already know what they want to do. Yeah. Because it, it took me a long time to figure out, oh, this is, it took me, like, I, I realized I don't want to do that. Right. But, like, actually knowing what you want to do is. Right. But that's like, dude, that's like 10 people. Yeah. And then you hear about them later because they're, like, hyper successful. Mm -hmm. And then they just go on a podcast and they're like, when I was 11, <laughs> I found my love for chemistry. And you're like, dude, you're, you're weird. Yeah. That's like a lunatic. It's like, <laughs> I loved physics. At You're an a early serial killer, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I loved physics at an early age. <laughs> like, you have a problem or something. <laughs> Most people aren't like that, man. Most yeah. people are just bouncing from thing to thing. Like, mm. I hate this. Try a different thing. Yeah. Fuck, I hate this too, you know? And when you went to make pizzas, was that in North Carolina? That was in the college town. So okay. I, like, dropped out and lived up there for a while, working at a pizza place. How was that? Fucking. It was. It was honestly, it was like a lot of fun, but it was. Um, Is that that pizza hat you wear every once in a while? Oh, no, that's no, that's a mini golf. Never mind. No, no, I wear the m represent Peter Pan mini golf. Yeah. The greatest mini golf course in the country. <laughs> Where is that? That's on Barton Springs Road. Okay. 
Yeah, it's like literally it's a BYOB mini golf course. Really? <laughs> so it like there's like children around and you can just be like slamming drinks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Peter Pan Mini Golf. They play seventies rock out of giant speakers and they just have paper mache, like really cheesy like golf course like <laughs> like designs yeah, like the and design. stuff on the golf course. That sounds great. No, it's great. They don't monitor anything that's happening there. So, <laughs> like, you can just pay for one round and just play as many as you want. Because <laughs> the people that work there are, like, nerds that are, like, super jaded. Yeah. They don't give it shit. Yeah. They're okay. in, like, an air-conditioned <laughs> little hut. They're not coming out. Dude. Yeah. So, you, can, you just pretty much have carte blanche there. Okay. Okay. There's like a no smoking rule, but you can just smoke cigarettes and <laughs> it's a great, it's a great time. Sounds like a good spot. And then just kids can hang out there. Yeah. People bring their kids and stuff. And I mean, don't get too like belligerent, like don't get in a fight. Like, <laughs> golf course. Even a- as funny as that would be. Yeah. Don't get like belligerent like that. Yeah. They will kick you out for that. I don't know. I've never I'm seen anybody <laughs> get a f- get in a fight. I'm just saying you just don't. Yeah. Just. Just keep it. Keep just it be nice. cool. Okay. I've never not lost my shit playing mini golf. I get so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard thing to do, man. Yeah. Well, it's like it's the hardest part of golf played inside of like a weird maze. Yeah. And it's just infuriating. And then, but then you flip out and you have to sit there and realize that like you're like sweating and screaming, holding like mm-hmm. a children's putter and a pink ball. <laughs> and it's fucking humiliating. <laughs> really what bothers me is my girlfriend has like no respect for the game. Oh, really? She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is kind of like serious at a certain level. Like it's a yeah. game. I came here to play. Yeah, I want to win. I want to win. I want some competition. She doesn't hold the putter right. <laughs> <laughs> Women for some reason cannot hold putters. <laughs> Unless they like train to play golf, yeah. But she's like, <laughs> "This is." You ever give like a woman a a mini golf putter? Actually, no. Or they like hit it like they're like holding it like upside down. Yeah. They like hit it. Like, <laughs> the, the thing's turned, <laughs> and then they'll just smack the ball too hard, like go into the. Yeah. Put. It's going into the. Trap. Yeah, it's just like if you have any amount of temper, it's like two holes in, you just start. And you got a buddy there who's like crushing it yeah. effortlessly and talking shit to you. Yeah, and you're like, I, I want to beat this guy. Yeah, and you're trying to like help your girlfriend out, like keep it cool. Yeah. And there's like children around. <laughs> he's just whispering in your ear, like, oh, you see that? He's like, I'm a fucking, I guess I got two on that last hole. What'd you get? And like, uh, you got a six? <laughs> got a six, buddy? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, guess man. you need a little work. <laughs> so you need a little, little work on this. <laughs> then eventually you're just breaking down. I want people to respect the game. <laughs> Everybody comes out, they don't, they don't take it seriously. Everybody wants a redo shot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, pizza, man. Pizza's fun. How, l- how long did you do the pizza stuff? Like uh, four or five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was uh, I mean, you must have had fun if you hung out there for a while. Yeah, well, it's like when you're in your 20s, that's kind of like the job. Yeah. You get to work in a kitchen with a bunch of people, and then you can, like, go out afterwards and just party. Did Were you at the job while you were in college, or, or was it like you no, got out? No, it was, out? like, right after I got okay. out, and I was living up there, yeah. So I got, like, I was lived, I lived up there through the summer mm. with my buddy in the apartment. Um, 
And then I ended up getting the job to like pay rent through summer. Okay. And then kind of when I ended up not going back after like a short stint, I mm-hmm. just went back to it. Yeah. Were were you already like contemplating like doing stand up at the time or? No, I. I think it was I worked at the same restaurant in Raleigh mm-hmm. when I moved back, and then the employees there started like poking at me and pressuring me to go do it. Yeah. Cause they were like, you're really funny. You should go try this. And then I like, tried it, ate my dick the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I ran the light cause I didn't know where it was supposed to be. And they played yeah. music on me Oh shit! to get off while I was bombing in the host and the next comic made fun of me. Oh no. Cause my demeanor at the time was like so depressed cause I was in like such a rough. Yeah place you know what i mean that like i was like fuck this i'm not going back and then and they pressured me again like a year later oh so it was that, that bad like you're I, like I'm not, I'm not doing this again yeah well here's the exact story was i was like i'm finally gonna try this i get to the open mic there's already a list put out mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of like lottery slots and i'm so nervous i'm just getting drunk with my friends okay and they were doing construction on the main room, so they were doing it down at the bar area. Mm. And the light was like a lady's cell phone in the back. I didn't even know what like a light was. Yeah. You know, and um, the uh, third spot on the list was a lottery pull. Mm-hmm. And they pulled a guy's name, and he wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, good. And they pulled it, and it was mine. Oh, no. And I had to go up, and I got like, like very tepid laughter. Okay. I had like one, I had the classic like hacky joke prepared about like losing my virginity mm-hmm. is standing up like comedy or whatever. And it was like, meh. <laughs> and then I just kept just talking and just bombing. And then yeah. I just like, yeah, the dude came out or they like played music on me. How long, how, ma- how, how much time did they it give you? It was like you? three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Yeah. How'd you, when did you start? Dude. So I started a while back. Like I was twenty six, right? And uh, so I was at like, so I, I met Teresa at a retreat, like a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. <laughs> I know what you're into, bro. I bet you did. But you meet a lot of ladies at yoga retreats, just so. doing jujitsu down in Costa Rica. <laughs> if it ever gets lonely, you just hit the yoga retreat. Yeah, you know? I mean, chicks like yoga, dude. Dude, they it's they love it. Yeah. So I was there and uh they uh for some reason there was like a like performance night. I didn't have anything and at that retreat they were like you should do stand up. I'm like what? And they're like no you should do stand up. So I'm I'm thinking about this performance thing the whole week. I'm there a week and I'm like what the fuck am so I So they doing? had a performance that everybody was going to do? Yeah, everybody's going to do oh, okay. 5 minutes of something. Something, I think. Something. Yeah. I'm like I mean, I've never done stand up like I always was terrified of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that, but I have no nothing prepared. No, dude. How much time do you have to prepare? 5 minutes. Yeah, but like how much Oh, like um how much they, time they, in between the suggestion to the set? So about a week? Dude, that's not. No, that's nothing. That's so. <laughs> yeah. Shows how little people know about it, really. Oh, we're dude. Like, we're going to give you a five-minute set. Uh, yeah. you got like a week. you never done it before, but yeah. you should try it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. But I have no material. So I went up, 
and for for like two and a half minutes it was going well like people were laughing and then but but that was like the beginning and then the last two and a half minutes just crickets dude i was just finding ways to like dude i sat on a guy's lap just to see if that would get a laugh (laughs) did it work no it did Ah! not (laughs) oh no it gets physical yeah dude when you sit in a man's lap in the crowd (laughs) and it bombs you're in a tough place yeah dude i was like oh fuck dude (laughs) i got i got nowhere to go now oh man that's fucking brutal yeah that's bill burr would say (laughs) fucking brutal yeah man sat in a guy's lap Yeah, yeah, no one was laughing. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, man. So after that, I'm like, okay, I think I might be able to do this. Like, it went okay for the first half. Yeah. Um, but I didn't try it for like five, six months or so right. after that. Yeah, there's. I think that happened to Louis too. Yeah. Louis was like. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I'm I'm like Louis, dude. Yeah, that's what we all tell ourselves. <laughs> there's nothing like being bombing for three weeks straight in an open mic being eight years in and just being like you know it took louis 15 <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that so many times yeah. Like, yeah you know it takes people a long time yeah uh, yeah you know but yeah yeah but no it happens to people like a lot of people go out they just eat shit and they're like i can never yeah it, I was then, like, but it worms its way back in yeah dude i i, I still thought about it. Like, i want to do it again it's just like i gotta get up there though so yeah we gotta go to a place where it's conducive mm-hmm there's nothing like like people that don't and not even to sound pretentious but people that don't know how much goes into it or what it is kind of mm-hmm. they really love to like suggest shows yeah and like oh yeah we're having a work meeting yeah you, you want to do some some jokes at the <laughs> work meeting <laughs> you're like this is not this no, is not the way to not, do this not the spot man it's like no you're you're funny and We'll just we'll just goof around a little. Yeah. Talk about the boss. We need like ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes of Oh shit. Silence that. Sorry hey. about that. Silence that. Zelda fan? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me I haven't been recording this whole time. We get the audio though, right? The audio. Fuck me, man. Dude, it's all good. We'll just run it as audio only. Okay. We'll take a picture and just slam just, it in there. Yeah, take a picture. Oh man! <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Um, fuck. So anyway, um, well, yeah, this well, big Zelda I, fan. We're fine. I don't think people really watch podcasts to be like, yeah, I want to watch them sit there. Yeah, they true. watch it for the audio, right? Yeah, that's you know? pretty much. So yeah, big Zelda fan. I got a tattoo. Yeah, Triforce, man. Yeah. Did Did you play Zelda, dude? I think uh, Ocarina of Time is the greatest video game achievement. To ever exist. I agree. That's my favorite game of all time. No, it's it's my favorite. It's the only game I've... I think it's the only video game I've ever actually... Like, beaten all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I've beaten it, like, 20 times. Whoa, okay. Like, Did, did you, like, complete, complete it well, 100%? I, yeah, my uncle, when we, were, when we were younger, the N64 came out, my uncle bought me and my brothers one and then he bought us ocarina of time and the strategy guide okay so i guess i guess the family got together they're like we're gonna get an n64 i think my uncle got that game in the strategy guide when it Mm -hmm. came out and so when i was little i played through it reading the strategy guide okay 
and so now it's just like burned into my memory okay like how to like beat the game i yeah. think i have a, a couple issues in the shadow temple yeah that dude that was a hard temple the water one is that that that's to all the nerds out there <laughs> water temple what's with it am i right yeah what's the deal with the water temple do they they really wanted to complicate that one like what you got to lower and raise the levels of the water just to get Dude, through this goddamn thing. It's a pain in the fucking ass yeah. and there's like always every time I play through it there's like one key that I can't remember how to get. Yeah. And it's not the same one. Yeah. For whatever reason, you go back to the water temple and you're like this is fucked up. Yeah. This is fucked. I can't remember how to get there. But that was the beauty of old Nintendo is they really didn't hold your hand. Oh, they they made you work for every single thing, dude. Yeah, but that made the game great. I yeah. mean, a lot of new games are like they'll put a marker and they're like go here and mm. it gets like it's not as rewarding no dude because it, it's like just go there you get there and like there's no payoff before yeah. you have to like figure everything out and then actually you know learn to get like oh is there is this the place i gotta go to after like two hours of like roaming around figuring something out so yeah yeah, my girlfriend has a Switch. She's been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I played a little bit of it. But even, like, the more modern ones, I never... I haven't really finished them. Because yeah. it's just, like, it's not... She's she's 25. And so, like, she didn't... Her first Zelda game was, I think... Um, Wind Waker? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, Okay. And that was the big one where she found it. So that's like her favorite one. Yeah. But it's like the people that don't understand what Ocarina of Time did mm -hmm. and what it was like when yeah. it came out. I mean, it like, I'm playing that when I'm like 10 years old. Yeah. And it's the greatest game ever made. Yeah. It was absolutely, it's perfect, dude. There's, from the moment you turn it on, you're like, it's, this is. Dude, just the intro scene is amazing. Like, I, I remember I almost teared up watching that thing. Yeah. It's like. This is just the intro. No, it's just the intro, and it just, like, immediately, as soon as the Nintendo thing spins mm -hmm. and the music starts and it fades in, you're like, this is this is about to be a banger. Yeah. And even in a, a testament to how good it still is, in college, my buddy had never played it. And I was like, you need to play this. And so we, um, he got an N64 and he got a copy of it. And I watched him play it at like 19 years old all the way through. And when he got done, he was like, that was one of the greatest things yeah. I've ever fucking played. Yeah. So we, uh, we had the N64 in there with um, like Super Smash Bros. and shit. I was like, if you haven't played the game, play it. And he, he played it all the way through. And it's like an adult that was like, or someone who's on his way to being an adult, just like, this is the greatest yeah. thing ever. And he's like, dude, thank you for thank you for putting me through that. Yeah, I don't know if you said that. <laughs> it would have been nice. Yeah, dude, I just did you a solid, you know. I did you a huge lifetime solid. You'll never forget that. Because <laughs> what, what we were playing back then, I, I have a disdain for this game series now, but just Call of Duty. Yeah, it was just dude, it was bros, bongs, mm. just playing Call of Duty and FIFA. Yeah, and like it's just not. It's not up to par in the slightest. Mm -hmm. I wish I could, I don't know, describe it better how good it is. But it's 
I don't know. It's uh, it's fucking perfect. Dude, it, nothing we say is going to do it justice because you got to play it. But, but the problem is anybody that plays it now, they'll just focus on the graphics. And, yeah. And they'll be like, it looks like shit. You, you, you don't understand how pretty this was back in the day. Like, yeah, nothing it, looked like that. Right. And also, like, there's a lot of games with good graphics that look way worse. Because the thing about that game is they understood aesthetics. So they're like, we don't have a lot of graphic power, but we need to make in this thing feel and sound and be completely cohesive. Like, mm. there's not one thing in that game that doesn't feel like it belongs in that game. Yeah. Every single thing is, like, perfectly placed yeah. in time. And super thoughtful. It's it Right. It's v- Very few things are made like that anymore. No, they're not. Yeah. Do this fucking old guy rant <laughs> back again? The fucking the fucking grill. Just two guys in a house in Buda. They don't make shit like they don't. Even the new ones are like not the same. Yeah, I I played a little bit of like from the new one, and I really enjoyed it. But I also feel like I can't dig into this because then that's all I'll do. Oh, dude, it's a complete. It's a complete time suck Mm -hmm. i mean you can't i i played it when it first came out and it was like i would just get lost in the void for like hours at a time i bought a starfield Mm -hmm. because me and my brothers were like big on oblivion in high school and i looked at the clock on starfield and i put 25 hours in in yeah, like dude. a week or something and i was like i haven't even done any stand-up and i just haven't booted it up oh since. wow yeah dude that's 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 the other part right like now we gotta work and if you want to do stand-up that's our that's our video game now right it has to be yeah i mean what you can't just blow like five hours a day that could have been like 25 hours writing. Yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> I wasted that time. Yeah. Also, what's your writing process like? Dude, I... Do you go like notebook first? I... So I... I, I there was a point where I tried to riff on stage a lot because I would try to memorize everything yeah. word for word. And then that would just end up like... And it still happens today. But I, I know the process of how to like get it down now. Yeah. But... I tried to riff on stage for a long time and it made me like not care in the sense of like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about forgetting shit. So it made me very, uh, very confident in that way. Yeah. But now, um, I, I try to write. Yeah. And then now I memorize it, but like really, really hammer it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll see me like I'm forgetting shit on stage just cause yeah. I just didn't have time to, to like memorize it. Yeah. So, I'll do that and then I'll just do it on stage and if I'll just try to figure out what's not working and then I'll try to piece it together from okay, there and yeah. listen to it. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of like just, uh, what's it called? Why am I blanking on this now? Like a little, just like uh trial and error right now. Oh yeah. I so think that's, well, what about that's, you? That's gotta be the whole thing the whole time mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll like go over things like a lot in my head mm-hmm. 
and then I will make like a note and then I'll write it on stage. And if it goes well on stage, then I go back to the audio mm-hmm. and I write it all down to log it down. Yeah. So it's like saved and mm-hmm. then I tweak it in writing, but I like doing it mostly in my head first. Yeah. Like I don't like coming up with things in during the process of writing. Yeah. Because then I'm not like in a pocket of talking. Mm-hmm. I'm in like a writing place. And then I go up there and it feels like I'm reciting something. Yeah. It feels I, like, at least to me, like some people can do it, but it sounds like very stiff yeah. to me. And I feel stiff. Like I feel like I, I can't be funny because I'm so constricted. Because I'm yeah. like, I have to say yeah. what's been written down. So I like to have it come out of my mouth first. But yeah. then like... But you go into tags and stuff, you can kind of write those. Yeah. Like quick things. You yeah, because I mean? like you already have the, the structure memorized. So like right. adding a tag is not. Yeah. So the writing for me is mostly like logging. Mm-hmm. It's not really like the creative part, but I have to write it down to remember it. Yeah. A lot of shit will come to me at work. You know what I mean? And then. um, So I, I make notes and log it down then. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. There's an element too, like I know like all those stories from back in the day and I like know they're funny, Mm -hmm. but like I don't want to sit down and like write them in a conclusive way because it's like it kind of, you can't be like organic or dynamic with it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't know. I I know some people that like create by writing. I just never understood how they do that. It's, I know exactly what you mean because when, when I do it that way and I, I get very, um, um, I do get like, try to recite it the way I wrote it. Cause when I write it to me, I'm like, oh, this seems great because I wrote it. And then now I want to try it to see, to see if it worked. Right. But then I get into that, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like a robot right now. Just saying words. Right. And then I feel like people can tell too. Yeah. You're really not present. Mm hmm with the audience yeah but i do know like some comics will like i do know them they'll like write it all down first and Mm. then do it i'm not sure how they've managed to to like keep it all in there well no it's like bridge the gap between Mm. like how i write is in the way that i talk yeah or vice versa yeah yeah it feels like i'm giving like a book report or something yeah you uh what time we got i got a you got a jet no, I don't think I got a jet. I just got to use the restroom. Oh, real dude, quick. yeah, let's pause real quick. We okay. got 346. We've been going for an hour and a half. Okay. Um, let me pause real quick. All right, we're back. We're back. We just did a little pee break. Yeah. Um, Need to know that. <laughs> I was singing uh, in the bathroom uh, just how fucking astronomically clean you're home is <laughs> no but it's it's important for a man to live with a woman yeah or a very clean gay man yeah <laughs> either pick pick whatever it is yeah because it's i don't know dude the level of just uh, my girlfriend like is obsessed with things being organized and clean yeah and it's such like a helpful thing mm-hmm and dude, you give like three guys a house. Oh, it's a long, mess. It's gonna it's be destroyed. Mess. Yeah, it's gonna be an absolute. F- 
fucking <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. It's like these people don't want to like settle down or have women in their lives. And it's like you're missing a whole element yeah. of this thing. <laughs> like you need that energy. Like you can't just come home and just be whatever you want. <laughs> you can't just let men just be whatever they want to be at their house. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needs like a little bit of pushback. Oh man, it I remember like I'm I consider myself to be pretty organized and my wife will just be like hey you're missed she doesn't she doesn't do the miss the spot thing but she'll be like hey come on buddy or or like, yeah just be like what what is this <laughs> my girlfriend does that a lot why is yeah. that i like just i'll just get butt ass naked yeah and just leave my clothes yeah. as i'm walking yeah she's like what is that <laughs> what are you doing yeah there's like i just clean doesn't is not that have a spot doesn't aren't you supposed to put that somewhere you you yeah you what do you eight <laughs> you bum and i'm like oh yeah yeah i gotta i gotta clean this up too. yeah yeah there's a lot of apartments i had i was that one dude with like no decorations mm-hmm. in any of my room yeah It'd just be like a lamp yeah <laughs> a bed yeah a desk yeah that's it that's like it just fundamental things to yeah. hold objects <laughs> there's no like flavor it was yeah. just like a look like a like a room in like a bunker yeah like i was like in war that that was yeah. me before <laughs> i met my wife and then like well this house right now is pretty much like that is there's no decorations we just moved in it like four months ago and when we moved like we i, I moved here from utah yeah and we just like left a bunch of shit there so we just didn't have to like oh yeah bring so many like as we get rid of it yeah just get rid of it and like we'll just buy something we mm-hmm. haven't bought anything but anyway so before that like i just the same thing man i just had nothing just bed i didn't even have a couch yeah um for some reason i had a one bedroom but i didn't have a couch i had a tv but i, I had like a an individual chair where yeah. you sit in and that was it and then she's like we need a couch we need this right as soon as she walks in right yeah this is what we need. Don't have this. We need a TV. Hmm. Well, they, yeah, they love decorating. Yeah. They love decorations. I'm really breaking new ground here. Dude, this on is. On this pod. This has never been discussed. This has never been, you know, honest to God, this yeah. has never been discussed. I was thinking <laughs> of this weird thing. Uh, women love shopping. <laughs> yeah, women be shopping. <laughs> Bitches be shopping, don't they? <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, she, this is my girlfriend can't function unless they're like feels cozy yeah i don't give a fuck about a house dude. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i live like like my mentality is like refugee mentality <laughs> like if i was single if my house exploded yeah. i would just keep walking just keep, keep just hang around just be cool there's only like a hundred dollars worth of goods in yeah. there anyways yeah what what am i to worry about yeah now? just go to a mic <laughs> let it burn yeah just, i'm done with it yeah the um, oh. you guys get the solar panel people out here. Yeah, but dude, you you don't know how many times that like they not and remember I told you about the dog like hey call before you get here because when someone knocks at the door, he goes ape shit. Dude, there's a lot of solicitors in this neighborhood, and they knock constantly, and he just fucking like goes yeah, straight to the do door. Do they walk away after that? No, they're like sorry to set your alarm off or whatever. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, they're fuckers. Yeah, but you dude, know what? I did that for three days. For <laughs> <laughs> I tried doing that. 
me and uh, Avery Hutto needed a job really yeah. bad. Yeah. And uh, this one dude does door to door and he mm. offered, he like does comedy and offered us a job. Mm. Dude, when I tell you we were bad at it, it might have been an understatement. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, I can't be pushy with people. Yeah. They're like, you got to go in there and you got to, you know, all the, uh, it feels like all the suggestions, like the training they give you are like loose instructions for like, just like sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't take no for an answer. Yeah. You're just going to really, you're going to be pushy. Yeah. These people don't, they don't know what they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to go on in there and at the last minute, you're just, you're going to slip it in. You know? <laughs> what? You're like, excuse me, this is. <laughs> fucking a little weird <laughs> like i'm not pushy like that i always felt i immediately uh, just a profound sense of guilt yeah as soon as like this is my job they give me the hat and they're like all right it's your turn to <laughs> walking up on that front stoop is just it's like i i can do stand-up now i yeah. get nervous but i'm like used to it and that was like 30 times worse yeah knocking on some oh door. man they're clearly busy and just being like yeah. do you want yeah you're clearly interrupting like every like every time they've <laughs> knocked on like i work from home so yeah i'm just working and then they're like oh sorry to interrupt i'm like i'm kind of busy <laughs> but I, I i try to be i try to be nice to them because that's a rough job you know but it is rough but some of them like oh some of them are, are big just assholes. sociopaths yeah they're yeah. like just ted bundy <laughs> on a fucking Segway. Yeah. Just rolling around the neighborhood <laughs> trying to make money. Just straight John Wayne Gacy eyes. You meet them. They're like, you don't even give a fuck <coughs> about me in the slightest. Yeah. So yeah, you just feel f fucking terrible. And then mm -hmm. people would be like, I, like at the moment of resistance, mm -hmm. the first resistance, it would just be like. Okay. Yeah, I'd just be like, yeah, sure, that's awesome. That's, you Goodbye. know what, I get what what you're saying. I'm just yeah. going to go. Three straight days, and it was in the middle of the summer, too. Mm -hmm. There's oh, so no like trees that. out here. We were just oh. walking around outside, <laughs> pouring sweat. Oh, man. And people have been like, yeah, you know, you've uh, they've been coming here for three years trying to do this. I'm like, three years? Damn. Why are you sending me? <laughs> also, like, there's a thing called the internet, and you can just get... Yeah, you can sell solar a lot panels there. on the internet. Mm. Why the fuck <laughs> am I going up to people's homes? Yeah, bothering them trying to do this thing. Yeah, people. It was crazy too because people just hang out with me. Mm -hmm. Like I guess they liked hanging. Like I yeah. knocked on one lady's door and I was like, I gotta. I, I just opened with. I was like, I don't want to be here. And I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, ha, ha, yeah. She's like, well, you want a drink? Yeah. And then I started talking to her. She's like, maybe you should try Instacart. Yeah. She's like, my son does that. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was Did like, I don't know how to do Instacart. <laughs> it's just me and, like, a soccer mom who's at home. It's <laughs> like drinking uh, Waterloo's on the porch. <laughs> just living it up. Oh, and then man. at the end, I was like, so you don't want to meet? And they're like, absolutely not. No, but you're really cool, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're a great hang. I'm not buying this at all. Sorry. Oh yeah, there's a lot of the days too. I just skip like twenty houses, dude. Because they like make I'd you go to every single house, right? What? They, do they make you go to every single house in the neighborhood? They tried, but I wasn't doing that. Yeah. It was kind of apparent. Like we, Avery and I, because Avery would ride with me, and they drive us like forty minutes outside of Austin, mm -hmm. up north to these like suburbs. Yeah. I have no AC in my car. Mm. <laughs> we just be rolling. <laughs> Pouring sweat in my shitty car. We get to the neighborhood and just be like, 
God. And like after the first day, we're like, oh, we can get this. You know, it's just the first day. <laughs> the second day, like a little bit more defeated. On the third day, there was definitely a vibe where, you know, when you look at somebody and neither one wants to say the negative thing and then it breaks. Yeah. And the other person's like, I, dude, I thought you'd never say it. But <laughs> I, he looked at me and he was just like, I fucking hate this. And yeah. I was like, I oh, thank God that you said that. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be a negative bummer. Yeah. yeah. I want to be like gung ho, like we can make it. Yeah. And as soon as he said it, he's like, he usually he's like, we should quit. <laughs> he was like, I was like, yeah. He's like, we'll quit together. Let's go eat a yeah. sandwich. We just left early <laughs> and just like texted the guy, like, oh, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> it uh, sucked, man. And then you go around, and there'd be other companies knocking on people's doors ahead of you. Yeah, I so, fucking met Kyle, this dude Kyle, uh, on a Segway, and he was he was a good kid, but he was really fucking me up because mm-hmm. I was trying to knock on people's doors, and he was he was just ahead of me on the Segway. And every time I turned a corner oh, in this neighborhood, no. I would just see Kyle just on the Segway, fucking Kyle, in his little dude. mesh hat. Uh, he had just, a mesh hat. <laughs> dude, everybody has mesh, ha- mesh hats. Oh, man. Mesh hats, like a, a dry wick collared shirt. <laughs> just holding out pamphlets. <laughs> I had one dude open the door and go, <laughs> he just opened it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he like opened up screaming at me. <laughs> He's like, you get the fuck out of here. I don't give a shit and fuck you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I just kept walking. When, when. Would you when you saw like a no soliciting sign? Do they do they do they tell you like, hey, you still knock on that door? Or they're like, okay, you can skip that one. No, my the dude we were working under. So basically, the whole thing is a giant pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. and he's like working under people, but he was willing to give us like a really good cut because he mm-hmm. was also a comic and wanted to help us out. Okay. So like, if we had one sale go through, we would have made a thousand dollars. Okay. And that was cool because it was like, dude, one sale a day? Yeah, that's a million dollars, dude. That's like a million dollars in a week. You know, that's how we were thinking. And yeah. it's just so fucking impossible. Yeah, it's... it's. But he he was cool about it. it if it was no solicit, he's like, dude, I don't even knock on those doors. Yeah. He's like, I've had people call the cops on me. Some people do. Oh, shit. I learned this at the very end. Actually, the best people... Because our deal was we had discounted for a time american and canadian made solar panels okay so we had like american usa made shit Mm -hmm. so at the very end this was the day that we quit but i started going to every house with an american flag okay a truck and a uh we don't call the police guns Mm -hmm. thing and i'd walk up to there and i'd knock on their door and they'd answer like pissed off because they've already heard the uh, the uh, solar panel thing before. Yeah. And a lot of their gripes was that it was made in China. Okay. So I just walk up to them. I'd be like, real quick, not going to bother you. American made solar panel. <laughs> That's all I'd say. And they would talk to me. Really? I almost got one guy. Oh, dude. So like you found the in. Yeah. At least with the America people. Because they were like, we don't want Chinese bullshit. Yeah. I was like, listen, you don't want to give your money to the feds with these fucking uh, big electrical these woke energy companies yeah this woke electrical austin energy company from the federal government (laughs) just bullshitting out of my ass you don't want that what you need is an american-made solar panel (laughs) 
so you and your family can live off the grid efficiently. <laughs> but they don't want the Chinese bullshit, so I'm yeah. hitting them with the we got America. Oh, man. American made them. We almost almost got one. If you would have stuck with it at least one more day, you probably would have gotten a couple. Yeah, but you were like, eh. Wasn't, wasn't worth it, dude. There's a certain type of... There's a lot of rejection in that. Well, it's yeah, you need like a certain type of confidence. Yeah. It's also just bothering people. It's like such a shit thing to do. Yeah. So like some of these people it's the only time they have. Yeah. To not be bothered. Yeah. Like they just got back from being in traffic. Yeah. And then there's me. <laughs> like it, it you put it in that perspective, it's like it never stops for some of these people. Yeah. And they have kids and you know. The worst was when someone would open the door and there's clearly like chaos going mm. on in the house you yeah can, like hear them fighting oh shit like i've heard people inside like arguing with each other yeah one weird thing they open the door and it's it what? is it's an islamic woman okay young islamic woman in like full garb mm-hmm. not a burqa but like almost yeah, the, a the, burqa the whole like hijab in a long yeah like that dress. long dress yeah. thing she has rubber gloves on a nurse, I can see a nurse in there. She has rubber gloves on. And there's like a grandma with rubber gloves and a mask on. Who the hell are they cutting up, dude? I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I had no idea what was going on in that house. And the nurse had to talk to me because they, uh, oh, they, they didn't understand shit, dude. They didn't understand English. Did you just like leave immediately or? I, dude, I tried. The thing is the... uh. People from the Middle East and Asia, the friendliest families, Mm -hmm. and those people, those women are usually home, Mm -hmm. and they'll talk to you forever, and they'll agree to it, and they won't do anything without their husband's consent. Yeah. So it's, like, pointless to even talk to them. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, that... Honestly, I haven't even seen the dude that we worked with. He was doing comedy, but... Probably I mean, that job, that shit runs, like, the good hours are 4 to 9 p.m. Oh, so those are comedy hours. So it's like, you can't do fucking comedy. We're trying to do this shit in the middle of the day. Yeah. Just talking to soccer moms. One time, a kid opened the door. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that happened a lot. Like, kids would just open the door, and I'd be like... Is your mom home? Is the owner of the home here? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're going to die one day. I just <laughs> knocked on the door. And you're like, nobody's here. It's like, this kid's not going to make it. Oh, man. I went to one house, and the kid that was being babysat, mm-hmm. he didn't live there. He opens the door. The kid that doesn't live there opens the door? <laughs> yeah, he was like eight or something. <laughs> okay. He's kind of a chubby kid with gelled hair. Like okay. one of those little fuckers. Yeah. And he was eating like a lot of food blatantly, oh. and it was like all over his face. <laughs> and he opens the door, and he's just looking at me. And the lady comes out, because she's like, don't open the door. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm now like in this conversation with this lady. Oh, man. Yeah. It always felt like highly manipulative. Yeah. Like it should be a proposition. It's like, yeah. do you want it? No. All okay, right, I'm goodbye. Good. But people just try to cram it. Yeah. Down these poor people's throats, man. Yeah. What's the worst job you've had? So I'm in sales now. Right. But it's it's on the phone. Oh, or or like trade shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um the, the the actual job is fun. 
but it makes me like I go, I travel to like places where I can't do comedy, so that's what bothers right. me about it. So and I have to travel a lot. Yeah. So that's why like sometimes you just won't see me for like a couple of weeks. Right. Right. Um. So the actual job is fun, but I don't like that aspect of it. So that kind of gets in my way. Um. But the wor- like the worst job I've had was like text have you ever done like customer service on the phone yeah well not customer service i tried to cold call people mm-hmm. nightmare yeah yeah that, that that's tough it's like a, it's it's like the equivalent of knocking on people's doors but it's, but at least it's just like from the comfort of your own home or office yeah they can just not answer yeah very easily it's way better than yeah so the i would say Right before that job, this job, I did tech support for that same company because they asked me to because they didn't have anybody. I'm like, I'll do it for a few months. Yeah. I was the only one answering the phone, dude. It fucking sucked. (laughs) Like, dude, I have never been as emotionally drained in my life. Yeah, as you were the been, only one. Yeah, I was the like. So there were two how people. F- how frequently would people? Dude, it was like some days. It was like I would end a call, and then I'd see the the. And there was like six or seven missed calls that I just had to call. I'm like, fuck this, dude. And That's terrible. Yeah, I did that was for, your for boss six cool? months, dude. No, but boss is amazing. They're really cool dudes, yeah. but the fucking job sucked, dude. It, it, and it it was like tech. So it's tech support for like a solar battery yeah so i didn't know anything about voltages and shit like that before i learned it on the job while answering the phone for angry people like hey what this thing is not working how do you fix it i didn't know how to fix it yeah and they'd be already pissed Mm -hmm. by the time they got to you and now they're acting like you broke their phone yeah and yeah. you didn't. You just yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah. Because you dropped it in the toilet. Which is <laughs> fucking broken. Yeah. So that 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 sucked quite a bit. Yeah, that's tough. I did a was it cold calling people for like a weird realty website mm-hmm. that um doesn't I don't know if it's a real company or not. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I'd cold call people to get like people who had rental properties up i had to call them to get them to post their rental property on our website okay and the 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 thing about the website was that you would if you worked they would want you to work with an agent so it was for agents to get in contact with homeowners and landlords mm. and the, no one wanted to put it up there one it was a, a shit website Nobody fucking knew about it. Mm-hmm. No one knew what it was. It's have you ever heard? It's a. Uh, I don't even know if I can. I'm not even gonna mention it. The name on this podcast, mm-hmm. but no one knew what it was. And then we would just um, call these people, and they would ask, "Why should I be on this website?" And I would have nothing to say to them mm-hmm. because there was no reason why. Yeah. And then they'd ask, like, am I going to have to work with an agent? And I would just have to, like, lie to them. Oh, shit. Because that's what it would be. So it's like if you worked with an agent, your property would go to the top of the list on the website. Okay. And if you didn't, they would put you at the bottom and you'd get no hits. And so they'd have an agent continually contact you to try to get them to work with you Mm -hmm. if you were on the website. 
and people didn't want to do that. So I had to like sell them this thing <laughs> while I just had to like bullshit through my teeth that yeah. this was like the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd get like one listing a day. Out of how many calls? Calling all day. Oh shit, dude. They would want they definitely they wanted like five or six a day. Mm. And I would get like one because I would just call and be like, I dude, I I don't know. Like I remember one time I was like, Hi, my name's Alex and they just hung up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Just shit like that. <laughs> also my, my boss was a very like flamboyant mm. and condescending uh gay black man. Mm-hmm who was very, like, outspoken and outgoing and would just, like, shit on you. Yeah. Even if you, like, wore the wrong thing (laughs) to work. (laughs) Or, like, for being weird. And he would constantly call me into his office, and then we would end up talking, like, philosophy and politics for two hours and get, like, nothing done. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'd be, like, upset that I couldn't do the job. Mm -hmm. I was, like, super depressed at the time, too, and it was just, like, I can't. I left after, like, a month. Damn, dude. That's it's it's a hard job, dude. So some people are just not made for it. No, I'm just not made for it, dude. People are like, I don't want to do something. I'm like, then don't do it. Yeah, you don't gotta. You go it. ahead, man. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man. What well, what uh, what's what's been the job you had the most fun with? Oh, definitely welding. My buddy actually just sent me a picture. My probably the best job I ever had was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like night shift at a factory and we were all just like, it was like 20 like lunatic dudes that were <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Working from like, I think like three thirty PM to like one to two in the morning. Okay. In a factory, like five <laughs> nights a week during okay. COVID. Okay. So we would just all, it was like me and all these country dudes would just meet there. It was like ex felons. And, like, good old boys mm-hmm. and, like, certain, like, n- types of nerds. Yeah. We'd all just, like, build uh, giant food processing machines. Yeah. And that was that was a great job because those dudes were f- fucking hilarious. It was also during COVID, so I wasn't doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So I'd just go in there and work and just be done with it. That sounds you know fun, I mean? dude. Like, I feel like having a job where the, like, the, the people you're working with they're cool. That makes the job like a million times better. Oh yeah, dude. Anything. If you work with shitty people, it's just Yeah. It's over. Yeah. And that was that was honestly just having people around. Like the door to door sales thing is like me and another dude would go out separately. Mm. So you'd just be getting shit on by yourself. By yourself. <laughs> you just have to walk <laughs> baking in the Texas sun yeah. in like a hundred and ten degree weather, yeah. just getting absolutely destroyed oh man yeah, that's rough yeah it was it's fucking terrible man was that a factory job in austin no it was in north carolina okay yeah um yeah they made giant like it was like eight we'd build like basically the frames and the supports mm-hmm. for all the food processing equipment and the belts mm. but these by the time they build those machines they're like over a hundred yards long really yeah, because they build them in sections and boxes. Okay. And they run all these things through conveyor belts and washers. So, like, by the end of, like, certain dried fruits and, like, wheat. Like, we send shit to, like, Kellogg's and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and by the time that cereal is like done it's gone through like a hundred yards of whoa like equipment damn dude you know and like certain wheat and like uh like dried fruit processors mm-hmm. and stuff so we would do that and like it was it was dope because we'd have to build them in sections mm-hmm. and then if there was like one piece some of the pieces were like two stories so we like yeah. use cranes in the factory and then you have to climb up inside this giant metal box okay and it was like a gigantic like fucking jungle gym in there <laughs> and you're just like dicking off with these dudes like yeah. building this thing yeah that's a great job i mean i'd do it right now still if i wasn't doing comedy yeah because it's just like some of the best dudes like work in that yeah but do they only do it those hours they had a day shift so they'd run it almost 24 hours so like day shifts would start at 5 a.m well, we'd so get out at like 2 30 to 3 at night so it was like a two-hour break Okay. And they'd bring in a different shift of people. Damn. Yeah. But, like, none of those shifts are conducive to comedy, though. It's like... No, that's why I had to leave. And it's like... Tried to weld down here and do comedy, and it's so fucking hot and exhausting. Mm -hmm. You can't just... You can't keep up with it. Yeah. You know, I I was welding in a place that was, like, an hour away. Oh, no. It was, like, a 45-minute drive out there. Plus traffic. Well, with the traffic and okay. like 45 minutes back. Damn, and man. And so I get there at like 8 and then we go out and I'd leave at 5 and I'd get back at like 6. Have to shower and then it's like fresh off a construction site. You're like yeah, trying to do jokes. Yeah, it's fucking drained. Never happened. It's never going to happen. Dude, I, I did construction for like two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, and for some reason I was still like, I would work out in the day, like in the morning before I would go. Then I would go there, and by the end of the day, dude, I was I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, I so I'm like two weeks in. I'm like I can't do this anymore. Yeah, dude, you can't do. It's like literally like the hardest. Goddamn. Goddamn. Hall's phone today <laughs> <laughs> wants to do something. Yeah. So yeah, dude. I mean, you'd be. It's. It's so hard. I mean, even the people that do it, like a lot of those dudes, their schedule is like they go to bed at like 8 p.m. Yeah. Because they're just so fucking beat to shit. And that, I mean, it'll destroy your body. Dude, that is literally, literally backbreaking work, dude. Yeah, what did you do there? Um, So th- it was kind of like mixed. So I, one day I would do like drywall stuff. The other day, like yeah. like installation stuff. And then... I did like siding uh one day and the the day that I was like man I can't do this anymore was like I had to hammer a bunch of shit like out in the sun and yeah. like southern Utah sun is like it wasn't in the summertime like you can get like a 120 degree day during the summer yeah. it was um like maybe like spring so it's like maybe an 80 to 90 degree day so it's not horrible yeah but it's still you know it's after you hammering shit all day, that yeah. gets pretty hot. Are there like a lot of trees out there? Um, no, the, a little right. bit, and yes and no. So yeah. it's it's a lot of rock. Cause it, yeah, it reminds me of like uh, one of the dudes that I worked with over COVID. It was like um, he his 
like father-in-law had a double wide that he wanted to replace the roof on. Mm-hmm. He wanted to put a tin roof on the double wide. Okay. So I went out there and I met this dude at like eight in the morning and his double wide is on a fucking peanut farm. So there's no trees for like half a mile in either Oof. direction. And it was like getting just like just getting hot. So like the sun was on us from eight in the morning till eight at night. Yeah. Just all the way in the sky. Damn. And I was completely fucking destroyed. But we had a blast. I mean the dude I worked with is a complete fucking lunatic. Yeah. Like he dresses like like the first time I met him I thought he was by image I thought he was a white supremacist. <laughs> but he's not. He's just yeah. a dude. He had a Fu Manchu. Okay. He would wear a chain wallet, giant boots, and shaved head. Like jeans, shaved head. He would wear a don't tread on me like bandanas mm-hmm. tied up. And he'd roll up like on a motorcycle. <laughs> and he was like 40 something. His name was Kevin. Um shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin using the real name won't use the last name <laughs> but he was like straight north carolina country like okay. lunatic yeah like kept like talked about strategies to keep like money in your walls and shit mm-hmm. like that kind of dude he would put a lip of dip in mm-hmm. in his mouth and swallow it he would swallow the dip yeah and he was completely fine Whoa. he was like i don't he's like i don't spit man He's like, my mouth don't get, my mouth stay dry, you know, just a little bit. Swallowed if I need to, shit. He's like, man, you come out here, we're going to put a roof on the double wide. I give you like $200 <laughs> for the day. I was like, hell yeah, we went out there. His his family was cool. It was super country. They bought me Hardee's for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then um, his, um. The dude comes out. I get there before him, and the dude comes out and cut off jean shorts. His, like, father-in-law or whatever with two dip cans in each back pocket. No shirt on. He's just an old dude, and he's just telling me about, like, well, you here to meet Kevin? Like, yeah. He's like, man, let's take a, we got a like, peanut field out here. It's a peanut field, and this and that, and I got a. About that, and he's like showing me shit in his backyard. Yeah. And he's like, "Any back here? I'm making some, man, this is some homemade mead, and some homemade liquor <laughs> out in the shed back here. Got my my homemade liquor set up. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he had a homemade mead. He gave us a glass. He, me and Kevin both had a glass of mead, and it was like strong. We probably shouldn't have been doing that, but we were like tipsy." Yeah, tipsy up on the roof, <laughs> just like a fucking nail gun on the oh, roof. Oh no, dude, wide. you do not want that. Yeah, man. and he was just like he would. He was just playing like blasting country music mm-hmm. on a jam box. Yeah, we were just listening to music all day, just busting ass. It was a good fucking time. He was drinking natty lights the whole time. Really? Yeah, because he's like, man, I don't get drunk like that. I just need the calories. Fuck, dude, this 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 dude is hardcore, man. No, it's the real. He was the real deal. Damn. Like, people talk about that, like, so many, not so many, but there's so many comics that are like, I'm doing the, I'm going to do the blue collar country thing. I was like, that's, that guy is. Yeah. Like, he, like, was the real 
North Carolina country guy like on a farm, yeah. just like dirt broke. Yeah, dude, dude, those guys are tough, man. Fuck. Dude, they're tough as shit. But he was he was happy. Like I was about to tap out, but mm-hmm. we went for we worked for like twelve hours straight on this roof in the Oof, sun. Jeez, man. Yeah, but it was it was a good time, you know. That's the, the they, fridge. They fed me. I got got paid. Not yeah, but those are the types of dudes I was working with. Those some ex felons, like one dude got caught dealing uh like felony possession of mm. cocaine, like ex cocaine dealers. Mm. This is smorgasbord. It was it was um the company got caught, like someone called ICE on our company. What? And so like fifty of the employees got like deported. What? <laughs> and so they needed to hire a bunch of people immediately mm. and they just brought anybody in. Really? Yeah, they just had a like a crazy amount. And just crazy weird mix of people. Yeah. Dude, like felons, like anime nerds, a <laughs> couple autistic guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? A bunch of, of different Mexicans, like just rednecks. And there was just us trying to build these machines that were like way too highbrow for the people that were building them. Yeah. So, like the amount of times we hit like $50 million machines with hammers. Just to get it to fit was astounding. <laughs> like it was like caveman shit, where they're like, "It won't fit," and dudes are just up there like, "Because <laughs> it's just that's the only way to get it in." Yeah, no one really does that work anymore either. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, that's crazy. What time? Those guys are hilarious for them. Like any construction person I've ever met, fucking hilarious people, man. They're the funniest people on earth. Yeah, because they don't. They're just free. Yeah. They just work. There's no HR department. Yeah. They're just purely living. Yeah. And they're, a lot of them are just goofy. Yeah. They have brain damage. <laughs> crazy work they did. They're all lunatics, bro. Yeah, man. It, yeah, we had a long con. This was like a three-hour debate at my job with mm. my manager. And we Everybody, we were just going around trying to figure out who... We were just asking people, like, would you fuck Hitler's wife? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a big, like, it was a a highly debate. It was a highly, it was passionate, (laughs) highly debated thing. (laughs) Hold on one second. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, anytime I've ever hung out with with anybody that did construction, dude, it's like just the hang is one of the best hangs you'll ever have. Yeah, dude, it's a fucking blast. I mean, that like kept me sane during COVID because those dudes are all fucking hilarious. You remember what's great about comedy yeah. is being funny and laughing. Yeah. And you're hanging out with some of the funniest, like most lunatic people mm. probably on the planet. Yeah. It's like that breed of guy. <laughs> and you just get to hang out with him for 12 hours. Yeah. And do things at work, like talk about who would fuck Hitler's wife. Yeah. And like even the manager would just be he, in he'd on pitch it. <laughs> yeah, the manager was like, "Oh, he's a Mexican dude mm. who uh, was like jacked. We think he had a coke problem. Yeah, that was like rumored, but because mm. he'd do shit like it would take like we'd have to put roofs on these, so we'd have a crane in the ceiling. We'd have to put these roofs that were like." very dangerous like if they fell they were like hundreds and hundreds of pounds Mm. at least 500 pounds of metal yeah and then the sides of them would be 
laser cut stainless steel yeah. that wasn't buffed down. So you're talking about like a 90 degree angle steel piece with like sharp 90 degree yeah. angles. Like if it fell in your arm, it just cut. Yeah, you lose cut your the arm limb. off or you yeah. die. You know what I mean? Whoa. And um, it'd be like five minutes left of work and he'd just like come out from wherever he was hiding mm. or roll around and he'd just like pop up to be like, we can, we can get the roof on. Come on. Come on. It's like, dude, there's like five minutes left to work. He's like, we got it. We got it. Come on. Oh, no. And like his kid would always have to come up and like chill him out. Cause it's like a 30 to 45 minute process. Cause you don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. And he was always like, we can get one more roof on. Like, let's go. And he was constantly Damn. driving around the forklift. Yeah. Just like speeding around and mm. like checking on people. Yeah. Yeah. He was an insane person. <laughs> he was like truly a crazy guy. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but those guys are a fucking, just a blast to be around. Yeah, just man. a fucking great time. Yeah. So you moved here from North Carolina then? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Oh, what, uh, so you went to, you did the pizza stuff, and after, what was the Appalachian, what what was that called? Appalachian State? Yeah. What what was that? What was that? Uh, Boone. So you went Boone, to Boone. North, it's in western North Carolina. Okay. In the mountains. And then from there, uh, you moved to Chicago, right? No, no, I went back to Raleigh. Okay. And then around like twenty five, I started doing twenty four or twenty five. I started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Then around when I was like twenty seven, I moved to Chicago. Okay. So you did two years in in, in Raleigh. Yeah, about two years. Yeah. Okay. And what was Chicago like? Oh, dude, I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hated that scene. Yeah? Yeah, dude, it just, I don't know. It was, at the time, I heard it got, it cleaned out a little bit and, Mm -hmm. like, chilled out a little bit during COVID Mm because, like, a lot of people moved. But it was, um, I just, I didn't enjoy it. I yeah. mean, I wasn't good at, it's the weird type of place where I'd run a show. I mm. ran a show at the Chicago Laugh Factory every month. We'd have yeah. like 200 to 300 people in there every single month. Yeah. Got me nothing in the scene. Really? No extra gigs. Really? Nobody else wanted to hear from you. Damn. Like, I feel like if you were at, if you're at Rogan's Club down here mm-hmm. or Sunset and you run a show, you're oh, getting you're, you're, something you're, you're, out of it. You're, you're because people are here and they're excited and there's more of like, even if you're not best friends with everybody, it's yeah. like a thing amongst the comics where it's like, you're a comic. Yeah. You're doing this show. Do you want to do my show? Yeah. Like, let's kind of work yeah, it'll together. Hook you this, up. Yeah. this is exciting. You know what I mean? You can come do a spot out there. It was so... um disjointed and nobody Mm. gave a fuck and there's a lot of like older comedians in chicago who Mm. have not made it and they have like an open mic king mentality oh okay where they'll be like really pretentious and like kind of like be a dick and kind of haze you Mm. and they have like a stranglehold on certain things so it's like it felt like I wasn't coming up in comedy or trying to come up in comedy through audience mm-hmm. members or like a club. Yeah. I felt like I had to impress certain comics yeah. at certain open mics. And it was just, I, they would, um, they had a heckle mic there a little bit like banana phone, mm-hmm. 
But banana phone, they let you do a minute and they heckle you. Yeah. And it's a blast and everybody enjoys it. It's like mm. one of the biggest shows. Yeah. Over there, they would heckle you just while you did a set. Oh, really? So there wasn't like a time frame of how to switch it. And yeah. everybody would just stand there drinking with their arms folded and you'd be on a stage the same height as them. Basically. Oh. So you're basically you're like six inches off the ground. So you're basically like at the same level. Yeah, you're just looking at people standing there with their arms folded, and you like do comedy, and they just shit all over you. They they would chant "quit comedy" at people a lot. Really? <laughs> They'd always tell people to quit comedy. Damn, man, that's that's ruthless. Yeah, they were just. And the 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 thing that got me is like none of them were that good. Yeah. It's like. It's one thing you hear stories about, like, Patrice O'Neal in the yeah, cellar. roasting everybody. Roasting everybody. But it's also, like, at that point, well, he was he's probably the funniest comic in the country. Yeah. And he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Down there, it was like, you're, <clears throat> you're like a local showcase guy. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you this mean? Why are you talking shit to me <laughs> like this? What the fuck? Uh, who gave you... No one gave you the authority to do this. Why would yeah. you? Why would you treat people like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just I don't know. I felt like it was a super toxic kind of like clicked up environment. Mm. And it was also when Me Too started, I was up there. Oh, okay. So on top of that, so that you had a bunch of people getting canceled all the time <laughs> at open mics. So it's like you go to the open mics and then there'd be that. And then on top of that yeah. it was like if you did the wrong thing, you just get canceled really? on the Facebook. Dude, we could go on Chicago comedy Facebook group right now. Mm -hmm. Don't do it because it's a wormhole of yeah. despair and it's hard to look away. But yeah. it's it's just a toxic circulation Damn. of people arguing and calling people out. And oh, no. And gossiping and then everybody chiming in on. Jeez. Yeah, man. It's, it was uh, not a good time. man. How long were you there for? Like two or three years. Oh, so you stuck you stuck in there for a while. Yeah, well, I wanted to do fucking comedy. Mm -hmm. Also, me and my friends, like none of us had girlfriends. We were all yeah. living. None of us were successful. Con it's just everybody was just eating shit up there. You know yeah. what I mean? And it like you hear such like nice things about the Chicago comedy scene. And it's just like. You hear nice things about? It? I don't know. Like uh, they say, Chicago's like a nice comedy city, but I, I I wonder if that's just like the improv stuff. Well, it's like really big on improv, and it's like a weird thing too. Like if I could have made it into showcase, there's like different levels of comedy there, mm -hmm. where it's like headliners come through, mm -hmm. and then there's a little tier under that where it's like showcasing and yeah. then there's like a little low that is like indie bar show mm -hmm. things and then mics and i yeah. was like really just stuck at mics mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it was just really um also a weird thing too where the city's so segregated there's like three comedy scenes really yeah, there's a north side scene, which is all the white people okay. and the hipsters. And then there's a south side scene because that's how the city is designed. Like, mm. you literally be on the train, hit 35th Street, mm. and all the white people are gone. Really? I swear to God. It's like it turns on, like, a block radius. Wow. And then it's like 45 minutes of a train ride south. It's just all black people and occasionally Damn. Mexicans. Okay. 
So that's how the city is set up. So the South Side scene is all the black comics. Mm-hmm. And then there's the West Side scene, which is also only black comics. Mm-hmm. But they don't fuck with the South Side scene. Okay. And, like, I will say the South Side black comics are some of the best people I ever met. Mm-hmm. And those rooms were a fucking blast. Yeah. All their shows were professional. They had DJs and shit and mm. people dressed up and paid for tickets. And you could like really murder. That felt like it felt like doing stand up. How it should be done when you worked yeah. with those guys. Yeah. But up in the north side, like hipster scene. It was just, dude, I don't know. I guess it was like the Me Too energy. Like the comics from Chicago at that time were so woke. that apparently the New York and L.A. comics didn't like them. Really? At that time, at the height of it. Whoa. New York and L.A., the comics up there were like, ah, Chicago comics. Damn, dude. And and I was in L.A. for a while, and like it it, it was pretty woke there. Yeah, I'm sure there's there was a lot of wokeness and. LA and New York too but there was like the sentiment amongst the majority of people fuck Chicago (laughs) where they were just like god Chicago comics damn man yeah it was like that yeah I mean it taught me how to be put a little grit on me Mm -hmm. stand up wise where I was like man this is this is brutal to be doing every single night yeah so in that way I'm glad that I did it it also has made me appreciate Austin so much Mm -hmm. Cause it's like the comics here are just chill. Yeah. And they'll just hang out with you. Like yeah. there's no weird like pretensions. No, everybody here is friendly for the most part. Anybody I've even talked like to. The headliners aren't, you know, even the upper comics mm-hmm. will be cool with you if you're in the green room with them. Yeah. Which is insane to me. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Coming from Chicago. I remember we were at a bar one night and this older comic was like drunk and just kept like, coming at me and my friends because they first off we were from north carolina Mm. so they just referred to us as the north carolina comics oh really the whole time we were there and they were like you're a crew you're the north carolina crew and we're like we're hanging out because we know each other yeah but everybody else just called us the north carolina comics damn which is already weird yeah like i fucking moved that's yeah yeah you nobody does that you moved too dude yeah, and this one dude was, like, drunk at the bar, this, like, older guy that was, like, doing comedy there. And he just kept coming at my friend, just being like, you guys ain't shit. You guys ain't shit. <laughs> North Carolina comics ain't shit. Oh, you think you come up here, blah, blah. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> and my buddy just looks at him and goes, no one gives a fuck what you think. <laughs> he just went off on him. It was hilarious. Yeah. And I think he was trying to, like, haze us. Yeah. I think part of it in their mind was like a friendly hazing. We're Mm. like, we're in this shit together. We're tough. We're like Chicago comics, fucking quit comedy. Mm. You got to quit comedy because comedy sucks. It's like, you guys are so fucking gay. (laughs) You're so fucking lame. Oh, man. It was so, yeah. But it, um, yeah, I'm really glad to have been there because it makes Austin as like, just like a dream yeah. of a scene in comparison. Yeah. People like complain sometimes in Austin about like the scene or like not getting booked and mm-hmm. about how comics act. I'm like, you guys have no fucking idea. Yeah. 
even when I start to talk a little bit of shit, I try to like check myself because I'm like, remember how dog shit this yeah. was? This was like the worst comics can be. Yeah. You know, even just to like know you're not going to get canceled down mm-hmm. there for anything on stage. That's 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 kind of strange that they would do that to the comics, though. Like, OK, just don't say stuff like that and just keep going, man. I don't know. Yeah. I remember there was this one guy that like made a bunch of transgender jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first time I had seen transgender material mm-hmm. get like really. <laughs> so I, the first time I'd seen someone really fail at it. Yeah. And granted, the dude's vibe was bad. He was yeah. like a homeless, pretty much homeless guy. Yeah. That was like doing comedy with the intention to piss people off, mm. which is the worst kind of yeah, comedy. Yeah, that's the worst kind of comedy. Yeah, but yeah, he got fucking canceled for that. What was weird is someone posted to Facebook and like 30 other people would just chime in on the group to just like. One dude made a joke about some girl like killing herself. Mm-hmm. And then he got ripped to shreds. You know what I mean? And then another dude got. So they don't like. So what, when someone would do that, they just don't let them go even to an open mic or anything like that. I got a story for you about that. Those the people that get canceled eventually end up choosing not to go. But there's this one guy and I'm not going to mention names yeah. at all, but he apparently he was accused of fingering a girl. While she was passed out on his couch. Okay. Which that's, is bad. That's that's not that, not a good start. Yeah, that's that's assault. That's like it was like actually it was the one time where it was like this is actually cancelable. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, this makes sense. I mean you, you can put that guy in jail or something. Should I don't be in know. Jail, right. And he got called out on Facebook, got banned from a bunch of the clubs, and got banned from all the open mics. Yeah. And then just a week later this dude just comes into the open mic. One of the ones he got canceled from and just signs up. Oh, really? And they, no one knew what to do. And they just let him go up. And then he just started doing open mics again. Really? That, that was it? Yeah, because he was just like, all right, well, I'm just... They canceled him online and he just went to the open mic and yeah. just did the open mic anyways. Whoa. And they just... No one knew, like, I guess, how to handle the confrontation in real life. Yeah. So everybody just got mad, but they didn't tell him not to. <laughs> so he just won. He just yeah. came back and was like, "No, I'm still doing comedy." Yeah. Like he wasn't allowed at the major clubs with like mm. security. Yeah. But he did go to mics still. Okay. It was wild. I'd never seen that is anything like that in my life. Yeah. It was is. a whole debacle. Yeah, dude. That. that yeah. Is. So he got canceled. He threatened to kill himself online, and they he like went manic and started running around the city and then other people went to try to go find him and they finally found him and like brought him back and like a week later after all this shit he was just at open mics and people were like we canceled you but they everybody does everything online so they didn't have the yeah the courage to be like we don't want you on this mic we're crossing you off the list yeah we're not calling you up so they just let him do mics Wow. So the whole facade, he just burst it. Yeah. Well, he... It was insane, dude. It's an insane comedy scene. Yeah, dude, that is weird. Very weird. Man. Yeah, it gave me a... Well, uh, the cool thing is it gave you, like, some perspective on... Right, it's... Yeah, I have one friend, she was up there, and... um. 
She's in New York now doing mm-hmm. pretty well. But yeah. she remembered, she told me she remembered being there and just being like, because we came from North Carolina where like doing comedy there was like really fun. Because mm-hmm. no one had the pressure of we've got to make it. Everybody's just yeah. doing comedy for the sake of being funny. Yeah. Before they technically like moved to other places. Yeah. And that was like a blast. And then she got to Chicago and she said she remembered thinking to herself, like, I guess comedy just isn't fun at like a certain level because mm-hmm. of just how it was there. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So that's like she thought that's the way it is. Just because right. And then she ended up going to New York and she's like, oh, no, this is. No, it's just Chicago just great. sucks. It was just a. It was just a shitty time period for that scene. And I don't even know what it's like now. Yeah. But I keep hearing. uh I don't hear great things, to be honest. Yeah. Do you still like keep in touch with people from there? Uh, there's a couple of Chicago comics that are down here. Okay. Yeah, but they just like some of those dudes had just such a fucking arrogance about them, mm-hmm. where it was like we're Chicago comics, and I think in their mind they they felt like they were n- the third in the list of New York and L.A. And it's like mm. you're not. There's yeah. no nothing. There's no industry here. Yeah. It's all indie run shows mm-hmm. run by other comics. It's like it's not New York and LA. LA has Hollywood. New York has every stand up the biggest comedy scene in the in the uh, world. The world yeah. Every major club and every like agent and manager mm-hmm. that works in the business of stand up is out there. Yeah. Why are you guys being dicks? Yeah. You're also you're bombing. Just like everybody else. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, well, why brag yeah. about that shit, dude? Yeah, but the Midwest has great fucking crowds, though. Yeah. Like, you get into an actual club and, like, there's, like, a lot of road gigs up there that mm-hmm. are fun. Yeah. You know? It's a fun place to do stand-up, like, audience-wise. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It was probably, too, like, it had to be something with... with what I was going through. Cause I don't think I was good enough to get into the place where mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in my way was just like, it just felt like a bunch of weird gatekeeping mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're just hanging out with your buddies who are all, we're all just eating shit. Yeah. You're all in the same boat. As neurotic as we can possibly be at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. But yeah, Austin, uh, Austin rocks, man. Yeah. I love it here, man. It's so much, the comedy scene is so much uh, better here than, I wouldn't, you know, it gets hyped a lot. Mm. I don't know if I'd say it's the comedy mecca of the world now. Of the world. I'd say it's probably still New York. I I would agree with, like, I love it here. I think it's a great scene, but I would still have to say that New York. It's got to be New York, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, Hinchcliffe says that because it's promoting his show. Yeah. Which, you know, that's marketing. Yeah. That's what you got to do, baby. Yeah, you got to do it, gotta baby. got to tell the people this is the highlight <laughs> this is of the everything. best. Th- anything you're doing, this is the best thing you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's just the game. You got to tell them that's the fucking matter. Yeah. It might be in 10 years yeah. if it keeps going. Yeah, if, at, if the if way it keeps it's going. If it keeps excelling at this rate, yeah. it might be like on par with New York. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a great place to like practice the art. Mm. But it's just, it's a great, great fucking time down here to yeah. do it and i think oh. people here are actually focused on being funny which is that's exactly what i was going to say is the important like part down here you can be focused on the art 
in being hilarious mm-hmm. and people will actually book you based on that. Yeah. You know, and it might not be in the major clubs but the indie shows like yeah. that's how you get around here which is crazy. Yeah. Cuz it didn't really feel like that in Chicago mm-hmm. at all. The I think the indie shows are at least what where you cut your teeth, right? Cuz Yeah. The I feel like performing at a mic is great to like practice. But then you do the shows, and then that's where you can actually test if your material is any good or yeah. not. There's cutting your teeth, and there's getting them kicked out of your mouth, mm-hmm. which <laughs> is an open mic. <laughs> Just getting you repeatedly kicked in the nuts. Yeah. That's – yeah, the mics – I've my theory is that mics, open mics, at a certain point, for a very young starting out comic, they're great. Mm-hmm. At a certain point. Like a s- there's a certain skill level of yeah. comedy you can't surpass just being yeah. an open micer. Yeah, so you, sh- you need you need to get in front of a crowd. You need an audience, whether that's the road or yeah. indie shows. Yeah, I mean I think you could do it at indie shows if you just have, but you need audiences there, dude. You that de- like that's the real test of your material at the end of right. the day, and like where you work your timing and all that like you that's where you work it out properly because like you can do a little bit of that at the open mics i feel yeah but at the end of the day i mean you're it's yeah yeah it's like playing basketball on a goal that doesn't have like a net on it yeah that's that's a great analogy it's just backboard baby yeah you're like i think that went close (laughs) or the net's there but it's like not paying attention yeah to where the ball's going yeah it's just like moving out of your way yeah (laughs) yeah but you know you need you really do need an audience to find your voice and Mm -hmm. become like a professional comic comic yeah i think that's like the big struggle for a lot of people yeah it's like, how do you consistently get audiences? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now, man. Yeah. Listen, man, if I get a show running, I'll have you on. I'll Same here, buddy. Spots. Same here, I mean? my man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I would, dude. If I get a show, I think I might have a show. I think I'm almost like ninety percent sure I'm taking over east austin on friday night nice so that could be a good one to ch- try to get people in yeah you know what i mean maybe some people that haven't been getting in that they should be in more mm-hmm. no you know what i mean that'll that'll be cool yeah that'd be awesome man you just be like become a skeezy manager type <laughs> have like a cigar <laughs> with me all the time i want i can't wait to just tell people you're gonna be a star you're going to be a star, baby. You're going to be a star. Huge be huge, star. baby. Huge star. <laughs> That's just how I'm going to act when I run the show. <laughs> just be an absolute nightmare to be around. Yeah. Just tell every single comic they're going to be a star. <laughs> You're going to be a star, kid. You're going to be a fucking star. Oh, man. All right. I think I'm steaming out. Yeah, dude. Good one? Yeah, dude. That was great. Dude, good thanks saw. for coming on, man. Yeah, for sure. Give me a handshake. Thank All you right, very man. much, Al. Oh, thank you, buddy. That's it for the podcast this week, people. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you wanna, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. And if you wanna follow my shenanigans on the line, I am at Halu Two on Instagram, K H A L U Two on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and that's it. I'll talk to you next week, babies. All right, bye. Ba da ba ba da ba. Boo.